What's up, y'all? Welcome, welcome. This will be an episode of Call Me Ignorant. How are you? Hello. What's going on, everybody? We got a good stream planned right now. Just letting some people get in here and things like that. Hope all is well. Steven is my name. This is a call-in show regarding the subject of Christian nationalism. Really looking forward to this one. Uh, we're going to be taking callers. Uh, if you're a regular or a lurker or a listener of the program, you just contact me or put something in the live chat if you would like to call in and speak your mind. So we're going to be taking calls at uh, 9.15 Eastern Time. It's about 8.02 right now. Hope all is well. So the story behind this and what we're going to do for the first hour is going. we're going to be going through uh, the first article that I've written in about, uh, about two years. So what I did is I started a Substack. And I wrote a um, wrote a article called "Why I'm a Christian Nationalist." So what we're going to do today, before we take calls, is we're going to go through this ent- this article in its entirety. I'm going to read the whole thing, and we're going to c- contrast it with this article that I'm showing you right here from Christianity Today called "What Is Christian Nationalism?" I'm uh, I've been calling myself a Christian nationalist for about two years now. You know, more towards the end of 2019 or whatever. I would you I would say I was you know a Christian nationalist, uh, libertarian or so libertarian type, but over the course of of the year 2019, you know, the end of 2018, I was basically a uh, anarcho capitalist. And as I started live streaming at the beginning of 2019 and certainly towards the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020, I started definitely claiming the nationalist label a little bit more, still a fan of uh, small government and things like that. But before we read this article, I want to give a shout out to uh, John William Sherrod over there on, on Twitter. So I, um, so I, I, I had not heard of this guy until it might be wrong tagged me in this post. So what I'm going to do first is I guess we'll read this Twitter thread that, thread that he put out uh, asking a question about this subject. Then we'll go through the two articles and uh, they're n- not too long, but you know, long compared to, you know, the headline and video shit posting that we do on the, on the, on the daily ignoramus. So let me read this, uh, read this Twitter thread and we'll get into it. I uh, welcome everybody over there in the live chat. Uh, something's up with restream right now. So I can't really see how many people are watching and things like that, but this, uh, this show will probably be, uh, be pretty light on the comedy and things like that. Um, heavy on the content because this is going to be a podcast later. So if you guys have anything to say that's relevant to the topic or things like that, or questions in the, put it in the live chat and I'll read them. But other than that, I'm probably going to be staying away from the staying away from the live chat a lot. So anyway, so John William Sherrod says is uh, is Christian nationalism one of those terms that only progressives use as a term of generalized de- demonization or are there actually conservative Christians who use the term to positively describe their position? I ask because I'm a lifelong evangelical Christian, and I've never heard anyone in my camp use the term positively or negatively, but boy, do I sure see left-wing Twitter decry it a bunch. Were I to define Christian nationalism based purely on the two words in the term, I could come up with both positive and negative-sounding concepts based therein. Then he says, this Christianity Today piece admits that the term is not generally used by the people that the author claims are its adherents, yet he goes on to set up and tear down a straw man. The author seems to come from the David French, Bill Crystal sphere of the right. So he'd be talking about kind of neocons in that case. And then might be wrong tags me in the post. And I said, I said, I've been calling myself one for about two years now. And then John asks, have you, ri- have you written anything about it? Would love to read something blog length about, about from your perspective. And I said, I have not, but you should have something within the week. And I made 
good, I think, on my promise. I don't want to count the days or whatever. But, yeah, this was a week ago, so I got it done in in about six days or so. So I was proud of myself. All right, guys, let's uh, let's get into it. Before we get started, if you would hit the like button, maybe hit the share button or bother other streamers that would maybe like to be on the program. Maybe I'd let they like to have me on and just don't know it yet. But it goes a long way when you guys uh, share the thing out and when you give a couple dollars over there on DLive and other places like that. Not sweating it too much. That's why hitting the share button is the most important thing. And thank you to uh, Alex Woofy Productions for always for uh, uh doing the podcast, doing the thumbnails and things like that. My secretary of production. Let's get into it. All right. Uh, Ignoramus.substack.com, why I'm a Christian nationalist. So um, hello to all the good people over there in the chat. I just linked the article right here. If you guys are into the written work, I'm thinking I think I'm thinking what I'm gonna do is put out an article a week. I mean, sometimes I can do more if they're shorter, but this one was relatively well thought out. Um you know, pretty long, should be about a 20 minute read or something like that. And uh, I don't write that much. And I didn't really, you know, send this one out to get edited. I just kind of did my own editing. So expect some maybe some grammatical errors, um, maybe some rambling thoughts. I didn't really make an outline or whatever. I mean, I had an outline in my head. So here goes nothing. Why I'm a Christian nationalist by Stephen Ignoramus. That's me. I haven't done any sort of blog or article since 2019, and even then, I probably wrote four or five sloppy articles about who knows what. So special thanks to, to J.W. Sherrod over there on Twitter for uh, putting forth a thread inquiring about Christian nationalism, which I was, t- which I was tagged in, and sub- subsequently asking if I had anything in written form explaining why I used the term to describe myself. Yeah, it has been a good motivator, and I hope to put out more articles going forward. So I just read the fir- the the thread. So we'll skip. You know, I linked them in the blog post right here, so um, for you guys to read or whatever. But I read it a couple minutes ago, so we will uh, skip that. Now I could be a jackass here, or more appro- appropriately, over on Twitter, and and simply just say that I am a Christian and I am a nationalist. However, I do want to expound expound upon these terms and what they mean to me. It is very interesting how how clearly neither of these terms are negative while, are negative and that would be the terms Christian and nationalist how neither of these terms are are negative while they have been used as a seriously serious pejorative by the liberal mainstream media and woke Twitter mob that myself and and others like to complain complain about albeit justifiably man I got to work on my writing but I mean you only get you only get better when you uh when you uh when you do it so I just got to practice you know uh, the term Christian nationalist, from what I remember, is one of the only terms that I started using for myself before ever hearing hearing it from another person. Maybe I heard it from a few live streamers. I'm not sure. I think maybe. I mean, I at the time when I started learning about what nationalism is, like mid-2019, I was reading and listening to Vox Day a lot. So I think he might call himself that, but he just calls himself a, a nationalist. But, I mean, I think that um, if you want to learn – a lot of the stuff about how I feel, what nationalism is, Vox Day is a uh, is a good writer and and uh, live streamer that you know has good thoughts on the topic. Back to the article. In mid twenty nineteen, I was moving out of my anarcho capitalist phase and into my small government nationalist phase, mostly from reading books on the subject, maturing as a thinker, and coming back to the faith, Christianity. 
By mid-2020, and especially by the end of it, I started seeing the term being used as a pejorative in lefty rags and on progressive social media. By this time, I'd realized that if these faux intellectuals, intellectual God-loathing nihilists speak about you in a negative way regarding the matters of faith, then you are usually doing something right. Before we proceed, let's hammer out some definitions. It is my opinion, and I can show my work, that all online dictionaries have been subverted by the before-mentioned liberal establishment, so I'll just use my own. Number one, Christian. One who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God while attempting to learn about and follow his teachings, shown to us through scripture, uh, tradition, and revelation. I believe with all my heart that I fit this definition. While we are not going to discuss two millennia of church history and theology in a blog post, I must mention that this is one of the most debated words in the world. From what I understand, it is the Eastern Orthodox and Roman Catholic belief that anyone outside of their, quote, denomination is not a true Christian. I've also spoken to several, several, quote, Protestants that that believe the same about the two before-mentioned traditional churches because they accept councils that took place after the Protestant Reformation, which reject the doctrine of sola scriptura, among other things. And for people that don't know, sola scriptura means Bible, scripture alone, as the the earthly authority for uh, for the faith. And one thing I I, uh, didn't um, mention in this paragraph right here that I kind of blew my mind. I've, I've kind of thought it for a little bit when I, but this kind of blew my mind when I went on uh, Anna Voltus's show to talk about denominations. His point, and I think he's right about this, is that all Christian faiths, uh, denominations, believe they are both Orthodox and Catholic. You know, and that's why I say Eastern Orthodox here and Roman Catholic, because Catholic just means universal. And, you know, and Orthodox just means correct, Right. So, um, so every, you know, what kind of faith, what kind of denomination, like, why would you stay in a de- denomination that doesn't think it's correct? And also Catholic just means universal, like worldwide or whatever. So, um, so yeah, that's something that I would have added to this, this paragraph. Now I, I might even do it. I mean, I, there's an option to edit your blog post on Substack, So I might clean this up a little bit. Uh, what's up Requetes over there on, on Twitch. He says, uh, is Christian nationalism different in the USA than Europe? I'm not really sure. I, I tend to think it has the same meaning everywhere. I mean, we're going to go into it right now. I mean, I'm an American Christian nationalist. One of the last things that I write in this article right here is the reason I don't say American Christian nationalist is because I am American, right? So we'll get into it right now, but I, I don't know how it is in Europe. I tend to think it has one, one definition, and so, and so we'll – You'll, you'll hear about it in a second once I get into um, definitions and things like that. Okay, so as I said before, um, I've spoken to several Protestants that believe the same um, about the two before-mentioned tr- traditional churches in that they're not real Christians because they accept councils that took place after the Protestant Reformation, which reje- reject the doctrine of sola scriptura, among other things. Uh, in, in parentheses here, if anyone reading feels that I've wrongly characterized anything, please know that I'm not an expert and I'm fully willing to discuss this. You are welcome on my live stream anytime. That's one of the reasons we're taking callers tonight. So if anyone wants to, you know, rebut my claims or cr- correct or clarify or whatever, whatever, just, uh, let me know and you can call into the program on either discord and zoom uh, no offense to people that are new to the show. We probably will not be taking callers from people that are, that it's your first or second time here because we get a lot of trolls, a lot of haters, and we might want to keep this all in the family. So 
Uh, and if you want to convince me, then say something well thought out into the chat, and we'll think about it. As I now back to the post, as I have not joined a denomination or gotten baptized yet, gotten is that even a word? As I um, if, as I have not joined a denomination or gotten baptized yet, I will stick with my definition, problematic as it might be. Full disclosure: I was raised uh, Protestant evangelical. However, the possibility that I will not end up becoming Roman Catholic or Eastern Orth- Orthodox is very small. Number, second definition: nationalist. Mr. Sherrod linked an article from Christianity Today in the Twitter thread. Here's an example from the article that defines nationalism in a way that I found helpful. My criticism of the article, of the article aside. So here, here, the next thing we're reading is from the article itself. And we're going to, the second part of this hour, we're going to go through the, uh, the, whole, the, whole, the whole article in question and uh, pick it apart. Quote, most scholars agree that nationalism starts with the belief that humanity is divisible into mutually distinct, internally coherent cultural groups defined by shared traits like language, religion, ethnicity, or culture. From there, scholars say nationalists believe that these groups should should each have their own governments, that governments should promote and protect a nation's cultural identity, and that sovereign national groups provide meaning meaning and purpose for, for human beings. So I, I mean, when we get into um, when we get into the uh, picking apart the article later, I'm going to address this point by point. But for now, let's just go with the uh, with my um, with my blog post here. Their definition is pretty good. All the, uh, so this is me speaking now. Their definition is pretty good. Although here is the way that I think about it: the smallest bil- building block of society is the family, not the individual, because the individual cannot create life. In the end, God creates life. And other than the, other than in the case of Jesus, a man and woman are needed to create new life and further whatever community or collective society that we're talking about. The extension of the family is the, is the clan or community. The extension of the clan is the tribe, and the extension of the tribe is the nation. One could make the argument that it could go to a level above that, to the entire world, or multiple nations combining, but that usually does not have good results. See Tower of Babel, numerous empires, and, and other numerous empires and whatnot. This collective called the nation contains things like ethnicity, religion, language, values, and culture, but the nation is not those things. The nation is the people that share those things. It is my belief uh, that this level is the the furthest that the group can and should expand. The reason for this is is once that group of people have enough meaningful differences between them on the between each other on the on a cultural level then they see then they cease being a nation or any type of group that should stay together and call itself one thing yeah so you definitely things that that stand out is i need to edit this a little bit more and like you know speak it back to myself because i like writing conversationally but there's some sloppy grammar and, and things like that so my point is is once enough things get different i mean i don't know if there's other uh if there's any other culture, other pillars that make something a nation, I mean, I've said on my live streams before that I'm your, I'm a pie chart guy. I mean, a, you know, the cause of something or what something is, is usually a combination of factors. And like, it's what you, how much weight you place on each, each, each factor. So I said, ethnicity, religion, language, values, and culture. And you could call the whole thing kind of culture. But I'm, what I'm saying is, is enough of those things become, uh, become different or not shared, then you cease to even be a, a nation. And I think that the the one that's neglected the most out of 
uh, in like today's Western society is ethnicity. I mean, maybe language as well. But my point about America, and I've talked about this on other other streams, is every single one of these is being subverted. Maybe other than values. I mean, the values are being subverted, but they're saying that a nation or America is just the values. It's just a piece of paper. It's just the government. And these things are false. Okay. Um, So, yeah... If there's enough meaningful, it says enough meaningful differences between them on the cultural level, then they cease being a nation, being a nation or any type of group that should stay together and calls it call itself one thing. So I mean that to do with a a clan, a tribe, a nation, you know, um, or or a family. I believe in the in the nation because it is the line. uh, Your band, see you, bud. All right, cool. It's always Twitch. Um. I believe in the nation because it is in line with the nature of reality. The reality of gr- the I believe in the nation because it is in line with the nature of reality, the re- reality of group dynamics. We do not exist in a vacuum. We are all part of a family, part of a tribe, p- part of a community and yes, part of a nation. Even if we don't want even if we don't want to be. It is an important point it is an important point, and the Christianity Today article implies this: that the nation precedes the government. The government is set up to the government is set up to protect the nation and its interests. The government is not the nation. That that you see this all. It's it's crazy how these people do. Like they they will over and over say that you know you've joined the nation once you become a citizen. A citizen of the government is not the nation. The nation of America was here prior to the government being set up. The nation is the people group. Okay. Um and it's like that's the, kind of one of the operative sentences in this article right here is even if we don't want to be. You're part of the, you're you're part of the same family. You're part of the, your family whether you like it or not, and you're part of your nation whether you like it or not. And there is a blood element to it, and that's not and that's not racist. Um, Requetes said, uh, he said, "LOL, Christian nationalist cringe. LOL, a racist. What a surprise. Neoliberalism forever." The reason he's banned is because he said, "What a, LOL, a racist. What a surprise." You gotta understand, we get a lot of people over here on Twitch that are just trolls, haters, and just that type special boys as. As they say, as I say, and I, uh, I, I just, I can tell, I can sniffle out the types within two seconds. So you're banned. If you want to appeal, you can find a way to contact me. I'm sure you won't be back. All right. In Mr. Sherrod's original tweet, he asked if there are any conservatives that describe themselves as Christian nationalists. I would say that on one hand, the larger one, that I am not one of them, but that is because of the word conservative. Most conservatives are simply conservative, conser- conserving non-Christian values at this point. And in my co- corners of the internet, the term conservatism has a way worse connotation than Christian nationalist. However, when I'm engaging in dialogue with a so-called non-internet normie, most of them classify me as one. So on a certain level, I would say that conservatism is a helpful term. I've now been using, I've been using the terms traditionalist or simply right-wing for about a year and a half now. Now, don't mistake the term nationalist for thinking that I'm necessarily in favor of tyranny, totalitarianism, or even uh, a theocracy, although the latter seems more and more appealing the further we rebel against God as as a society. I'm not even necessarily in favor of big government. I still believe that localism and decentralization are the best paths forward on on the vast majority of issues, but not all. 
Also, do not mistake me for someone who wants to use violent force to make people Christian. In fact, I don't believe that that is possible. God gave us free will, and accepting his gifts can only be done voluntarily. But I do think the nation's laws, just like the laws of any entity like the family, should be in line with God's laws. In fact, that is the only law that I truly believe exists. Which brings me to the issue of Christian identity. So, Requetes, what you said to be fair, that is true to an extent. What's it? What are you talking about? What is, what is fair? Um, which brings me to the issue of Christian identity. As Christians, we are called to find our true identity in Christ and his teachings. Now, one could say that that means that they, that they, uh, that they only follow. Just be specific, Requetes. You said referring to the comment above. Be specific about what you're saying. Refer, what comment people are, where people are commenting all kinds of stuff. Just be specific about what you're saying, and I'll address it. Now, one could say that that means... So let me back up to the beginning of this, uh, this uh, paragraph. Which brings me to the issue of Christian identity. As Christians, we are called to find our true identity in Christ and his teachings. Now, one could say that means that they only follow Christ or serve Christ alone, which is true, but more needs to be said, more needs to be said about it. Christ didn't call us to neglect our families, society, or our nation. In fact, the Bible says to serve our families, to love our neighbors, and to submit, submit to the governing authorities. Furthermore, I think identity in Christ is a bit misunderstood. Even though my pri- primary identity is as, a Christian, is as a Christian, I'm still Stephen, I'm still a man, I have a vocation, I'm still part of a family, and I'm still part of a nation, and I have duties to those en- entities, Christian du- duties. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Um, Jessica Green says, blood and soil matter to people no matter what you call yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of one of my points is that the words Christian and nationalist even if I didn't want to be, I mean, I guess if I didn't want to be a Christian, I wouldn't be a Christian. But as far as the nation, that, shit, that, that shit's just in line with reality. And does and like it's also a comment on, that's one of the things, I mean, I'll, I'll address this more in a second from this article right here. Uh, the definition they say is most scholars, first of all, the appeal to scholarship. You know, I was going to get into that. We'll get into this in a second when I open the Christianity Today article. But the appeal to scholarship. Most scholars agree that uh, nationalism starts with the belief that humanity is divis- divisible into mutually distinct. I'm saying that it, it is divided, not divisible. It is divided already into mutually distinct, internally coherent cultural groups defined by shared tra- traits like language, religion, ethnicity, and culture. From there, scholars say nationalists believe that these groups should have their own governments. I'm saying that these na- that these nations precede the government. And regardless of what system of government you want, those nations set up them before our lives. Unless you're like around and when the nation actually starts is a little bit blurred. I mean, I haven't been around. I mean, we very well could be like in the start of two new nations right now with what you would call the right and the left wing. We don't we don't really know. Um, But there's a blood element. There's a religious, a language, a cult. There's uh customs traditions it's very complicated but i at you know t- after two years of writing about this and thinking about it i think i have it down pretty well but either way the, but the nation is there before the government and we don't need a, an appeal to scholarship to to do that um but like so like my point about being a nationalist is that isn't even the type of government i want to set up 
we are a nation already. And I'm, you know, I could be talked into monarchy, Christian monarchy. And I certainly like decentralization. And I, I do like what you would call you know, liberty, but like liberty to do the right thing. Not just like libertinism, you know, to miss, like I'm, I'm a fan of God's law. So whatever, you know, there, there's several types of government set up in the Bible. There's several types of governments that have existed since the life of Jesus Christ that I think have worked, but mostly it's about the people who are in charge. Are they following God's law um, or not? Got some people in the chat that are hopefully going to call in later. We're doing calls in about 45 minutes. All right. Um, the Appalachian kingdom says Sean V planet request says as a, uh, as a Spaniard and a Carlist, it sounds like we agree, agree on many things. Well, welcome, sir. Glad you can make it. We're always looking for a good regulars from, from the Twitch uh, sphere. Um, what's a Carlist? Never heard of that before. Jessica says, I still pray for the civil authorities. Even if I dislike their choices, I want them to be guided by God. We pray for them. Fact. Yep. That's part of my prayer book for sure. Okay, um, as I, so wrapping up this one article, uh, or this one paragraph right here. I'm still Stephen. I'm still a man. I have a vocation. I am still part of a family, and I'm still part of a nation. And I have duties to those entities, Christian duties. So I, yeah, I don't think that identity in Christ. My point is, I don't think identity in Christ is has a conflict with those other identities as well. It's about what is your ultimate identity, and we're called to serve the duties of these other groups and other I'm, I'm a Christian named Steven. I'm a Christian man. I'm a Christian music teacher. I'm a Christian in my family. I'm a Christian in my nation and I have duties to those entities for sure. All right. Almost done with this article. Then we'll get into the Christianity today. Now I will say before we wrap up that Mr. Sherrod seems like a good dude. I invite all of you to read the article that he linked above, which we'll go through in a second. And Mr. Sherrod correctly criticizes the article as setting up a straw man. Also their character characterization of what Christian Christian nationalists want, excuse me, their characterization of what Christian nationalists want is off base in some ways. One thing I do want to be clear about is this. America should be, a, should be explicitly an English-speaking Christian nation at the government, governmental level. Does this mean that no one will speak any other language in America? Of course not. Does that mean that every person in the country will be a Christian? God willing, but probably unlikely. Things function better when there is hierarchy and order. What we have now is a total free-for-all that's going to result in there being no American nation. Once enough of the of the cultural markers such as language and religion religion dissolve, then we'll cease to be a nation, as I stated before. It seems like many many of people who have a public voice do a sleight of hand cart before the horse maneuver, or they make government precede the nation. It is the other way around. I did a few on air segments regarding Christianity Today back in early twenty twenty. Um, I've known that it was a main, it was a main, it was mainstream liberal fluff for a while, and that this article backs that up. I'm realizing as I come to the end of my writing that I should go through the entire Christianity Today article line by line and address each point. I will probably do this on air rather than in written form. Here, here we are now. In closing, I'm a Christian nationalist because I am Christian and I'm a nationalist. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, God in the flesh, and the Savior of this world. I'm an I'm a nationalist because that is the largest group that can still share important things like 
like language can or should share these type of things. Language, religion, ethnicity, and other important cultural markers that make it a nation. You ask why, You may ask why I do not say that I'm an American Christian nationalist. This is because I don't need to. I belong to the nation of America. All right, let's put on a, a quick song. We'll address some of these. You know, we'll look at some of these chats, and then we will get on to the Christianity Today article. What are you guys saying over there in the live chat? Viewers like you. Cretes says, Carlos, we are traditionalists. We believe in a strong community with the church with a key role in society. We want the, the true line of kings, the line of Carlos, restored. We also want our regional rights, fueros, protected from people who want a very strong central government. That is Carlism in Spain. Thanks for the chat. That's really, I've never heard of that before. That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like we agree on a lot. Spain for the Spaniards, America for the Americans, line of kings, uh, I'm going to look into that. That's very interesting. Might be wrong. Says, what? what is your favorite nation and why is it Florida? Um, Major Victory says, if someone who's truly a born-again Christian, what they want to do are the things that will please God. Yep. Yes. The Appalachian Kingdom, says Sean, following the U.S. balkanization will be glorious. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got to get over to the Appalachians then, bruh. Katie Zed says a split is inevitable at this point. I don't see another path forward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as, as time progresses, uh, I, I agree, but uh, you know, things can change. I just, uh, yeah. If you like, if you're paying attention to society and you're like using your imagination, it's very hard to see a different path. It's, it's whether it's peaceful or not. Sean says Christianity today also questions people's question people's faith and salvation if they question taking the covid backs months before it was even ready yeah christianity today is completely completely compromised it's 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 uh it's pretty it's pretty bad jessica says i would prefer a king to a democracy i as well well i i would for sure and i would i'll go even a step further i would prefer a direct democracy to what we have right now and i don't mean a a direct democracy that sets up a representative government i mean a literal direct democracy where everyone votes on every single issue just get it out just pop just straight up populism Uh, everything's a referendum that's my point no and if that makes the government go slower good (laughs) but yeah like i would be i'd be down with straight up direct like everything's a brexit you know in brexit all the people voted supposedly on whether brexit would happen or not Straight up referendum, referendums on every single dollar spent. If your church changes with the times, it's a social club, uh, says Jessica. Yeah, I know you do. Might be wrong. Yeah, we can. I mean, we. I don't know if that we can talk about it tonight. It's not really the the subject. <laughs> I can explain why it's good. I mean, it's just like maybe a different time. Maybe next time you're on the show or something like that, we can do something like that. Sean says, constitutional monarchy seems to be the best earthly solution seeking God. By the way, Requetes, uh, there's no person named Restream Bot. It's, these are people, if you look to the right of where it says Restream Bot, it'll say like, Restream Bot, YouTube, major victory. The person you're talking to is the third name. Because it's how we're linking up the different plat- platforms and things like that. Seeking God's eternal kingdom is the correct and true path to the peace that we crave. So just making sure I sent the um, I sent the link to Sean might be wrong and Jessica. But if anyone else wants to call in, you just let a brother know. All right, let's go in through this uh, 
Christianity Today article. We'll kind of go through it point by point. And so callers in about you know half an hour, 45 minutes. It, it's a bit longer of an article, so let's, uh, let's go through it. Uh, Christianity Today. What is Christian nationalism? An explainer of how the belief differs from other forms, forms of nationalism, patriot, patriotism, and Christianity. Um, you know, when I linked, when I wrote this Substack, I, uh, it used the same art from this Christianity Today article and kind of pissed me off. Um, all right. So it's from Paul D. Miller. You know, I actually want to, you know, look up who this guy is. Who are you, Paul? Let's get this over here on the screen. I guess I could just like click on his, his name. No, it doesn't do it. Okay. Paul, do not judge, do not judge. <laughs> Paul D. Miller is a professor of the practice of inner, there's a fly here. Paul D. Miller, doctor, excuse me, Paul D. Miller is a professor of the practice of international affairs at Georgetown University's School of Four. Are you a Christian, dude? Uh, let me just read it because I'm just like, dude, I, <laughs> might be wrong, says like a Jill Biden doctor, maybe so many red flags here, dude, the practice. So he's a globalist, you know, practice of international affairs at Georgetown, red flag, school of foreign service, red flag, co-chair, co-chair of the global politics and security concentration in the master of science and foreign service pro- program. He looks like Joel Olstein, yeah. He's also a research fellow at the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, a visiting professor with the American Enterprise Institute's Initiative on Faith and Public Life, and a non-resident senior fellow with the Atlantic Council's Scowcroft Center for Strategy and Security. Yo, the Atlantic Council is yo. We gotta do a we gotta do an episode on them. This is a is a red flag city. <clears throat> Dr. Miller spent a decade in public service as director for Afghanistan and Pakistan on the National Security Council staff, an intelligence analyst for the CIA, and a military intelligence officer for the U.S. Army. Oh, my gosh. Dr. Miller writes widely on international affairs, political theory. Yeah, glowy, dude. Straight up fed, dude. Dr. Miller writes widely on international affairs, political theory, religion and public life and film and culture his most recent book american power and liberal order a conservative conservative internationalist grand strategy this is the writer of the article we're about to go through so this article i'm showing you right here right here is what is christian nationalism from you know basically far left anti-christian christianity today um American Power and Liberal Order, a conservative internationalist grand strategy, was released in paperback with a new preface by Georgetown University Press in 2019. His his next book, Just War and Ordered Liberty, is forthcoming from Cambridge University uh, Press. He's under contract for a book on Christian nationalism in the age of Trump with uh, IVP Academic Press. Dr. Miller has authored scores of scholarly scholarly articles, essays, book reviews, reports, and op-eds, and hundreds of blog posts. His writing has appeared in Foreign Affairs, The Washington Post, Providence Magazine, The New Republic, Mere Orthodoxy, 
the Gos- mere orthodoxy is also v- pretty cucked. I've seen some stuff on them in the last couple couple months. Yeah, the ortho bros do not like this rag right here. The Gospel Coalition Foreign Policy uh, Survival Presidential Studies Quarterly, the Journal of Strategic Studies, Orbis, the American Interest, the National Interest, the World Affairs Journal, Small Wars and Insurgencies and elsewhere. Please find a selection of his writing through throughout the menus on this website. Miller taught at the University of Texas at Austin and National Defense University and has worked at the Rand Corporation prior to his arrival at Georgetown. He holds a Ph.D. in international relations and a B.A. in government from Georgetown and a master in public policy uh, from Harvard University. He is a contributing editor, uh, a contributing editor of the. National Sec- National Security Review in Providence, a journal of Christianity and American uh, foreign policy. He lives in Virginia with his wife, Jenny Lee, and three children. Do we got a... Uh... Dude. Wow. I mean, just look at some, look at some of the names uh, of his articles. Politics is more than abortion versus character. The the Capitol insurrection was as Christian nationalist as it gets. Christian nationalism. No, this is not this by a different guy. Okay, I'm sorry. Christian nationalism is worse than you think. Yo. <laughs> All right, let's do. It. Without further ado, let's go into this. Uh, and you, dude, I think it's it, you got to look up the person's pedigree before you, uh, um, before you read the article. I mean, it's fun to do it afterwards or whatever, but like. Dude, these type of people, man, there's so many of them out there. Okay. Christianity Today, what is Christian nationalism? An explainer on how the belief differs from other forms of nationalism, patriotism, and Christianity. You've probably seen headlines recently about the evils of Christian nationalism, especially since December's Jericho March in Washington, D.C., and since a mob of Trump supporters, many sporting Christian signs, slogans, or symbols, rioted and stormed the U.S. Capitol building on January 6th. What is Christian nationalism and how is it different from... Now, just already, the setup. You know, they, you know if people are rocking a certain symbol, they are, you know... Clearly, this guy thinks... Or you can already tell or, that this guy is not giving this a fair shake. You know, um, and I don't, I don't think he's ever going to say that it's not evil. I mean, I've read the article several times, but, you know... So anyone that says the the phrase stormed the U.S. Capitol is, uh, you know, not setting up something good. Okay, many sporting Christian signs, slogans or symbols um, ride and stormed the U.S. Capitol building on January 6th. How is man? This fly is crazy, dude. Oh, my gosh. Did I get it? Yes, I got it, dude. Off my own thumb. What is Christianity and how is it different from Christianity? How is, it, how is it different from patriotism? How should Christians think about nations, especially about the... You're going to tell us how to think, are you, Paul? Um, how should Christians think about nations, especially about the United States? If nationalism is bad, does that mean that we should reject nationality and nationality, national loyalty altogether? I bet you're going to provide us with some questions here, Paul. Some answers here, Paul. And so... You can. This is what I was saying in my article, which I need to edit a lot. It's it's this cart before the horse thing. I mean, patriotism. Let's just read his definitions and things like that, because the nation is most assuredly the people, right? And then they set up a government to protect that nation, 
Okay. No nation was ever formed because the day the government started. What is patriotism and isn't good? Patriotism is the love of country. Okay. Patriotism is the love of country. Now, funny that they use the word country here and not nation. Patriotism is the love of country. It is different from nationalism, which, which, which is an argument for about how to define our country. So, okay. So this is civic, civic nationalism, or it's a dumpster fire. Like I think, look, like I said before, that's why, by the way, that's why I really banned this person, um, uh, earlier, if I'm saying that there's an element of ethnicity, an element of blood, right, in a entity, okay, I haven't specified what percentage it is. I haven't even said it's more than half. I don't even know how to divide up the pie chart. I just think that, like, do you think, Mr. Band Guy, do you think all, all the Japanese are racist? And if so, I mean, I guess you're more logically consi- consistent if you do. But then I'm saying you have a problem with 99% of nations in world history. There's only, like, three, and they've all existed within the last, like, 300 years that, that are not defined with an element of blood, okay? Even the Romans, and what people do all the time is they cite the Roman, the Roman Empire, and they're like, oh, they were granted citizenship. Do you see the cart before the horse thing? No Roman back in the day would say to a person from Gaul who was granted citizenship that they are a Roman. They would maybe say a Roman citizen, but as far as like being from Rome. Like, and also when, when that was happening in the late stage Roman Empire, the Roman nation, it had expanded way past that i don't even know what the roman nation what the original like that's why they use the word posterity in in the constitution and in the declaration of independence okay because they're talking about their generations like their blood generations all right so if someone just comes in here it says if i say there's an element of blood to a nation that is like so uncontroversial and someone's like lol a racist you're getting banned um, I didn't even say which race exactly, exactly might be wrong, might be right. Is different than that. Patriotism is different than nationalism, says Paul. Uh, it is an argument, uh, um, it is an, which is an argument about how to define our, con- our country. I would say that the nation is already defined prior to your country being set up. Let's just pause it for the sake of clarity that they're saying the country is what was set up by the government. I would say that, and I would say you got the cart before the horse. Christians should recognize that patriotism is good because all of God's creation is good, and patriotism helps us appreciate our particular, particular place in it. This is a terrible claim. Okay, it, it refutes itself. Why isn't the nation good then? Okay, are you saying that there's no... I mean, this is also a... Um, it's like in a, in a certain, like God did create everything, but since sin and the fall of man, there's evil in the world. So does that mean God created evil? I mean, sin created evil, but the, what a, what a bullshit sentence right here. Christians should recognize that patriotism is good because all of God's, so everything's good. So you're saying everything's good because all of God's creation is good and patriotism helps us appreciate our a particular place in it. Even if that was all like all true based on all the definitions he's saying, why is nationalism not good then? 
um, our, our affection and loyalty to a specific part of God's creation helps us to do the good work of cultivating and improving the part that we happen to live in. So they're talking about a location here. This is called magic dirt theory. Okay. If, if the Japanese got evicted from the island of Japan and moved to Australia, they would still be Japanese. Okay. The, the, so they're saying the country is the physical place. Sorry, Charlie Kirk. Not true. Yeah. So porn is good according to his logic. Yes. So let's keep going. As, as Christians, we can and should love the, not just porn, like anything evil, like any, anything, any wickedness is just good because it falls under God because it, because it, it takes place on a landmass that God created. It's so dumb. I didn't spend that much time on, on this paragraph right here. I kind of glossed over, but that is crazy. Uh, as Christians, we can and should love the United States, which also means working to improve our country by holding it up for critique and, and working for justice when it airs. What is nationalism? I'll read it again, but I read it several times earlier in the stream. There are many definitions of nationalism and an active debate about how best to define it. I reviewed the standard academic literature on nationalism and found several recurring themes. Okay, so like here comes appealing to, to the scholars. You know, that's another thing that when, when, you know, I've seen a lot of debates between uh, Orthodox people and Muslims, and the Muslims are constantly appealing to like what the, the, scholar, what the liberal scholars of the day say about who, they're like, oh, well, like Matthew didn't write Matthew because liberal scholars say, like, you know, liberal scholars say, um, and I use the word liberal in terms of post-Renaissance. You know, I don't mean like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I mean like, you know, anyone post-Enlightenment, anyone from academia is a liberal scholar. Um, most scholars agree that nationalism starts with the belief that humanity is divisible into mutually di distinct uh, mutually distinct in internally coherent cultural groups defined by shared traits like language, religion, ethnicity, or culture. And I think like customs and, and traditions are also on there and it's a pie chart. Um, from there, scholars say nationalists believe that these groups should each have their own governments, that governments should promote and protect a, na a nation's cultural identity, and that sovereign national groups provide meaning and purpose for human beings. I like 60% agree with that, you know, with, with what the markers that define a nation. Yes. Um, you know, Scholars say nationalists believe that, e that these groups should have their own governments. They already do is what I'm claiming. And where do you divide it up? I'm not really sure. But it's like if every unique language, unique religion, unique ethnicity and culture had their own government, that would make every family its own national government. So it's not that either. It's, the ex it's like I said, family, clan, tribe, nation. There's an element of blood. There's an element. And, and also, I think very important is language. I think language and, you know, somewhat, you know, religion classically. Um, might be wrong, says the only thing that, that can unite a nation long term is fa faith in the same God. Yeah, I mean, I really think it's like the only thing that can really preserve peace. Um, at the end of the day, there has to be language. There has to be ethnicity. There has to be culture. But religion is the thing that keeps it from breaking up. Yeah, that's a good point. Jessica says, on some level, I do look towards scholarly authority because I will look to the writing of saints. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but we both know that that's not what he's saying a scholar is. 
you know, that's, that's true. Um, what is Christian nationalism? Here's where it gets hilarious, dude. Christian nationalism is the belief that the American nation is defined by Christianity. No, I'm saying that America is Christian. It's not defined by Christianity. That's why it's nationalism. It's a slippery definition, but that doesn't mean there's not one. It's all about the pie chart. It's this sentence right here. Language, religion, ethnicity, culture, and like I said before, inside of that, you know, custom traditions and values. Val- there is an element of values. I mean, to say that, that that civic nationalism has no argument is also dumb because you do need values. I mean, they, they're to be found. A lot of them are to be found in religion, but you're going to have some atheists that share those values but aren't in the religion. There is a values element to it. But um, so let's keep reading. Christian nationalism is the belief that the American nation is defined by defined by Christianity. No, that's that's that it's all. See there. I've made this 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 comparison on a lot of streams before. Like, you know, you have order of operations in mathematics. And if you don't perform the PEMDAS in order, then you don't solve the problem. Right. This is a lot of what these. So it's not exactly that their logic is off. I mean, you could say that, but it's like their steps are out of order. So, I mean, I guess that's a little bit of logic. But it's it's very interesting when you you just like there's it's just cart before the horse out of order stuff. The American nation is Christian. It is Christian. It was found. It was, you know, if 90 percent of the people were Christian, then when it was founded, it doesn't matter if if Thomas Jefferson is a deist. You know, people are like, oh, did you know that Ben Franklin was a Mason? And, you know, like Jefferson, like made his own Bible and took out the miracles and stuff like, yeah, dude, I do know that. Uh, But if you look at the people, the nation is the people. It's not Thomas Jefferson versus Lin-Manuel Miranda, dude. But so American America is a Christian nation because when it was founded, the vast 90 percent of the people were Christian. But it's not defined by Christianity. That's 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 such a it's just that's not a straw man. That's just a mischaracterization. And that the government should take active steps to keep it that way. That part is true. Like if they just said is Christian, I would agree with that. But it's not defined by Christianity. And the government should take active steps to keep it that way. I agree with that. Uh, popularly, a Christian nationalist asserts that America is and must remain a Christian nation, not merely as an observation about uh, about uh, American history, but as a, pers- a prescriptive program for what America must continue to be in the future. I agree with that. Uh, sc- scholars like Samuel Huntington have made a similar argument that America is de- defined by its Anglo-Protestant past and we will lose our identity and our freedom if we do not preserve all, our cultural inheritance. I mean, I would just say, I would say it's what these are, whether it's like Anglo-Protestant. I mean, this is where, like, the more you get forward in history, the more that it's, like, not Anglo-Protestant, but there's an element of, it was started as an Anglo-Protestant na- nation, though. Now, I had... um family on the May- Mayflower. I'm essentially like a first generation heritage American. Um, but I've also have, have German in my family. I have French. And so like the, as you get forward through the 1800s and the 1900s, it get the, the, the lines get blurred of what exactly it is, but what you can't debate is that there's elements of language, religion, ethnicity, blood and Custer, uh, Custer, <laughs> Colonel Custer, Sergeant Custer, Custer. Was it General Custer? I don't know. Uh, tradition and customs. Anyway, 
So Samuel Huntington have made a similar argument that America is defined by its Anglo-Protestant past that we'll lose our identity and our freedom if we do not preserve our cultural inheritance. It is 100% true that we lose our identity if we do not preserve our cultural inheritance. That is 100% true. The freedom thing, I mean, I'm a little bit like, you know, that thing has taken a backseat in the last like couple months for me. It's like, what is our freedom? What is, we don't, how can we have our freedom if we don't know what our is? Okay. And if it's freedom to do the wrong thing, I'm out. Jessica says blood and custard. Yes. Sounds great. Christian nationalists do not reject the first amendment and do not advocate for theocracy, but they do believe that Christianity should enjoy a privileged position in the public square. I would like to see them define the word uh, theocracy. Should, that they do believe that Christianity should enjoy a pr- privileged position in the public square. Where, uh, look, I'm like one of three Christian pe- people in the, that I know that call themselves a Christian nationalist, but I don't believe that. They do believe that. What scholar said that, homie? They do believe that Christianity should enjoy a privileged position in the public square. What? Um. The term Christian nationalism is relatively new, and its advocates do not generally do not use it of themselves, but it accurately describes American nationalists who believe American identity is inextricable from Christianity. I have to think about that one. I do like, yeah, America as a nation. Like I've also said on streams before that when you start getting above fifty percent, excuse me, above eighty percent of things. That are a certain way you can generalize. I think it was something. It was more than ninety percent of Americans at the found at, at, at the American nation at the time of the founding. Now I'm not saying again. I, I'm not saying the American nation was started at that point. It precedes the government, but that's a good in 1770. It's a good day to use as your like statistical thing. I think more than ninety percent were Christian at the time. America is a Christian nation. What is the problem with with nationalism? Humanity is not easily divisible into mutually distinct cultural units. Bullshit. (laughs) Bullshit, dude. You can do it all day. Like, you know, you just extrapolate from the family, dude. And, And even if it's not easily divisible, like in your own brain, I'm saying it's already divided. Nations exist. Humanity is not easily divisible into mutually distinct cultural units. Cultures overlap. Just because something's a Venn diagram doesn't mean it doesn't have two sides. Cultures overlap and their borders are fuzzy. Since, since and this is basically a like almost like a postmodern. It's like a relativist argument. Cultures overlap and their borders are fuzzy, but they have borders though. It doesn't mean there's no borders. Since so, like, yeah, why can't I move into your place, dude? Since cultural units are fuzzy, they make a po- they make a poor fit in the foundation for political order. Cultural identities are fluid and hard to, and hard to draw f- boundaries around, but political boundaries are hard and semi permanent. <laughs> you globalist cock! <laughs> yeah, dude, bootlicker alert, man, worshipper of government alert. Attempting attempting to found political legitimacy on cultural cultural likeness means political order will constantly be in danger of being felt as illegitimate by some group or other. Cultural pluralism is essentially inevitable in every nation. Where? Okay. This is such a problematic uh, paragraph. So, so worshiper of government bootlicker alert for sure. Um, 
like modernist alert. You know, it's it'll it's different now because it's been this way for 150 years. But what about for all of human history before that? And also still to this day, like it hasn't even been different for 150 years. It's not even different now. You're just thinking like a Westerner. You're thinking like a you're you're, you're thinking like a globalist or an Amer you know a civic nationalist American that just says. It's going to be hard to do, so we need the government to like. Let me add, like, what's what's better? Identifying with these cultural markings that I've mentioned before, or identify or identifying with your government. That boot liquor alert. Yeah, I hate the word problematic too, KDZ, but it's actually a good word in this situation. Um, p- cultural pluralism is essentially inevitable in every nation. Now, every country, every government is what you're saying. Is this really a problem or just an abstract worry, Paul asks. It is a serious problem. When nationalists go about constructing their nation, they have to define who is and who is not part of the nation. Uh, now, it's been defined before they, they do it. When, okay, now, what they're saying here is when people that – what he's really saying is when, go, when people that form governments – so when people that form governments go about constructing their government, they have to define who is and who is not part of the nation. Like I've said before, nationalist is not really a political ideology. It's a tribal ideology. I would say, you know, I mean, either like a monarchist or I'm, I'm a, like a localist, you know, de, like decentralist. <laughs> what a word. So, but but how I define my government is not why I'm a na- I'm a nationalist. I'm a nationalist because I'm part of a nation. And I recognize the definition of what a nation is. Uh, but there are always dissidents and minorities who do not or cannot conform to the nationalist's preferred cultural template. In the absence of moral authority, nationalists can only establish themselves by f- by by force. Well, that's good that we're Christian nationalists then, because we have a moral authority. We it is God. It is Christ. Okay, so that's why I mean, I can see why these people are scared, because when it's not a Christian nationalist, what do you have other than the boot? What what do you have? But like, no, it doesn't have to be that way if we're Christians. Um, Scholars are scholars are almost unanimous that nationalist governments tend to become authoritarian and oppressive in practice. Uh, for example, in past generations, to the extent the United States had a quasi-established official religion of Protestantism, it did not respect true religious freedom. Religious freedom's a psyop, dude. Uh, worse, the United States, yeah, the the like, imagine even thinking that exists in the first place. What 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 entity has ever respected true religious freedom? Worse, the United States and many individual states use Christianity as a prop to support slavery and segregation. Segregation is not anti-Christian. Um, it depend, and it depends on what you mean by slavery when you say – if you mean chattel slavery, yes, that is anti-Christian. But the word, you know, the word slavery in the Bible is – I mean, there's a few different words for it, but they're talking about bond servants. They're talking about um, – they're talking about indentured servants and like a lot of the laws regarding those servants or slaves are, you know, quite fair. Like you have to let them go after seven years. Um, so anyways, look into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, segregation is not anti-Christian at all. Uh, what do Christian nationalists, wa- uh, what do Christian nationalists want that is, the, that is different from normal Christian engagement in policy. See, look at them trying to do their Overton window thing here. Normal. 
What do Christian nationalists want that is different from normal Christian engagement in politics? Says guy that is probably not even a Christian. And if he is, if he is, I'm sure that he supports, you know, anti-Christian progressivism or whatever. Globalist bootlicker, uh, Paul Miller. Jessica says, I think uh, freedom of religion came from the Christian belief of tolerance, but it was never meant to push Christianity to the side or place secular values above it. Very well said. It meant we don't kill people for not being uh, Christian. Yeah, well said. Christian nationalists want, want to define America as a Christian nation, and they want the government to promote a specific cultural template as the official culture of the country. Now, I will say, I said in my article, I stand by this, that at the governmental level, I think America should be Christian and it should be English speaking. Like they should codify that. And they don't, it doesn't mean that's all you just have. It's like these bullshit resolutions that, um, that, uh, now they're not, they're like symbolic. It's not bullshit, but it's, it's, it's symbolic. And I think this symbol would go a lot, lot, uh, further than, than just condemning the war in Yemen or something like that. If you put in, if you codify in language that America is a Christian nation and we are English speaking. And just stop it right there. Don't do any law on it. It's it's basically a proclamation. And you have to and, and do put it as a an amendment to the Constitution. And people are gonna lose their minds over that simple language. But if you just say it, or, or you say it's based on Christian values, it's a Christian nation, and we are English speaking at the governmental level. Okay? Like I said in my article, does that mean everyone's going to convert overnight? God willing, but probably not. Does that mean people are going to be killed that aren't or like persecuted that aren't Christian? Of course not. Does that mean that people are going to be forced to speak English? Of course not. But at, at you know government stuff, if you have a government to protect the nation, then it's, there's nothing wrong with putting stuff into this um, – that putting stuff – into the government, into the culture that 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 um that uh that codifies that. Okay. Some have advocated for an amendment to the Constitution to recognize oh to recognize America's Christian heritage. Others to uh to uh, reinstitute prayer in public schools. Some work to enshrine a Christian nationalist interpretation of American history. Well, right now what we have is an anti-American interpretation of American history. And, they, and these people uh, totally want to um, totally want to bring down America. So some work in, in, to enshrine a Christian nationalist interpretation of American history in school curricula, including that America has a special relationship with God or has been chosen by him to carry out a special mission on earth. I go back and forth. I mean, like it says in the Bible that God creates the nations, that he ordains the rulers and that it, it, he ordains the, the nations. He causes nations to rise and fall. So in that way, every nation has a special relationship with God because they're a nation. But this whole chosen, I mean, I'm not like the only piece of people chosen by God are Christians. Okay. This whole, any, like the na a nation state is chosen by God. I don't play that shit. That's like some, I mean, I'm, I always could be wrong, but like, that's some like manifest destiny shit where it's like, I don't know that that's, that's where th that goes a little too far. Like I actually never heard a Christian, uh, a Christian national, I never heard a Christian nationalist say this ever. 
Others advocate for at least not the, at this stage. Maybe people it was people's writings 150 years ago or something like that, but not in the modern day. Others advocate for immigration restrictions specifically to prevent a, ch- a change to American religious and ethnic demographics or to change or a change to American culture. So this is this there's nothing wrong with this right here. Okay. Others advocate for immigration restrictions specifically to prevent a change to American religious and ethnic demographic demographics or a change to American culture. This has like nothing to do with what we're even talking about right here. Um, and it's a nation's right to do that. Some want to empower the government to take stronger action to circumscribe immoral behavior. Some some, again, like the scholar Samuel Hunt- Huntington, have argued that the United States government was, must defend and enshrine its predominant Anglo-Protestant. Who's Samuel Huntington? Is this dude from like 200 years ago? Like scholar Samuel Huntington have argued that the United States government must def- defend and enshrine its predominant Anglo-Protestant culture to ensure the survival of American democracy. Dude, like no one's saying that. Is, is Samuel Huntington even a Christian nationalist? So he is, he's, okay, so I'm thinking about a different guy. Let's look at this guy before we continue with the article. Taking calls in 10 minutes. Okay, was, so he's dead. He died in 2008. Samuel P. Huntington, American political um, scientist, advisor, and academic. He spent more than half a century at Harvard. Um, You know, I can't, uh, I can't resist. So he's born in uh, April 18th, 1927, the uh, son of Dorothy Sanborn, a short story writer, and Richard Thomas Huntington, a publisher of Hotel Trade Journalists, okay? Oh, he wrote Clash of Civilizations. Oh, interesting. So I'm a fan of this guy's work for sure. Um, anyway, so he's just citing this guy a lot. I don't even know if this guy is a Christian nationalist. It'd be nice if he had a quote from a Christian nationalist. Um, so it's enshrined its predominant Anglo-Protestant culture to ensure the survival of American democracy. Yeah. Who, what Christian nationalist that you, that, you know, is just a fan of democracy, dude. I know very few people that are a fan of democracy these days. And sometimes Christian nationalism is most evident, not in its political agenda, but in, in the sort of attitude uh, with which it is held an unstated presumption that Christians are entitled to the primacy primacy of place in the public square because they are the heirs of the true and essential heritage of American culture that the Christians have a presumptive right to define the meaning of the American experiment because they see themselves as, as America's architects, first citizens and guardians. Well, they were the architects. They were the first citizens. And this guy's just, he's just a civnat dude. You can't get past this love of government. The first citizens are not the first people in the nation, okay? The nation started when there weren't even citizens, dude. Um, but this part right here is really bad. This unstated presumption that Christians are entitled to a primacy of place in the public square. What does this even mean, dude? Like, we get treated better on Twitter? <laughs> like, what, how would that even look? I've never heard anyone say this ever. Um, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up this article, I'll address some of these chats, then we'll bring callers into the calling room. It'd be nice to get like two or three people on at once and uh, talk about some of this stuff. 
Okay, how is this dangerous for America? And of course, this guy, when he says America, he means uh, the American government. Christian nationalism tends to treat other Americans as second-class citizens. Where? Dude, what are you talking? What are you talking about? If, if, if it were fully, imp- that's a good point. Jessica says, why does Christianity always need to mean Protestant? Yeah, it, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. But that's how this is like, it's like um, governmental Americanism is like a disease, yo. They can't see past their filter. You know, they, I mean, I guess that's not the point of propaganda, right? But they just can't do it. Um, okay. Empowering the state through more through morals legislation to regulate conduct always carries the risk of overreaching, setting a bad precedent and creating governing powers that could be later could, that could later be used against Christians. Um, additionally, Christian nationalism is an ideology held overwhelmingly by white Americans. Oh my gosh! And thus, it, it tends to exacerbate again, cart before the horse, man. And thus, it tends to exa- exacerbate racial and ethnic cleavages. In, this is this is the most this is the most blatantly uh, globalist article I've ever seen. In recent years, the movement has gl- grown increasingly characterized by fear and by a belief that Christians are victims of persecution. They are. Some are beginning to argue that American Christians need to prepare to fight physically to preserve America's identity, an argument that played into the January 6th riot. This is cultural rot. This article's crazy, man. How is Christian nationalism dangerous to the church? Christianity, Christian nationalism takes the name uh, of Christ for a worldly political agenda. Dude, SJWs always project, dude. He's projecting what he's doing. Uh, no okay christianity christian nationalism takes the name of of christ for a worldly political agenda no you're pushing a worldly political agenda to take down christian nationalism proclaiming that its program is the political program for every true believer that is wrong in principle no matter what the agenda is because only the church is authorized to proclaim the name of jesus and carry his standard uh into the world what type of Christian is this guy? I mean, this guy is speaking with like authority right here. That is wrong in principle, no matter what the agenda is. No, dude, look in the early, the Roman government was Christian at, after the year, like 380 or whatever. The Byzantine, uh, the, the Byzantine empire was Christian for long after that, dude. Because only the church is authorized to proclaim the name of Jesus and carry his standard into the world. Ah, it is even worse with a with a political movement that champion champions such cause some causes that are unjust, which is the case when with Christian nationalism and its uh, attendant illiberalism. Dude, liberalism is anti-Christian. In that case, Christian nationalism is calling evil good and good evil. Nice scripture reference, bro. It is taking the name of Christ as a, as a fig leaf to cover its political program, treating the message of Jesus as a tool of political propaganda and the church as the handmaiden and the cheerleader of the state. This is a full paragraph of complete projection. Complete projection right here. Um, a couple more paragraphs. How is Christianity different from Christian nationalism? 
Christianity is a religion focused on the person and work of Jesus Christ as defined by the Christian Bible and the Apostle and Nicene, Nicene creeds. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that for sure. Um, it is the gathering of people from every nation and tribe and people of, and language that worship Jesus. But it doesn't say we can't have a nation. It, it brings up the idea of nations in – what this guy wants is no nations. Okay, so he quotes Revelation 7-9, a faith that unite, unites Jews and Greeks, Americans and non-Americans together. Christianity is political in the sense that its adherents have always understood their, understood their faith to challenge, affect, and transcend their worldly loyalties – no, that that's what I was saying with my with my article where I my identity is with Christ, but that doesn't mean that my other identities get trampled on. And if they're in line with God's laws, I mean, the ones I um, that I that I listed right there, uh, I'm Stephen, I'm a man, I have a vocation, I'm part of a family, I'm part of a nation. None of those contradict with Christianity. I mean, like something like being trans or like being a murderer does contradict with those. So you can't just identify with whatever you want. But these are all things that are in line with reality and that are not in conflict with my Christian identity. This is a crazy article, man. Um, so yeah, Christianity is political in the sense that its adherents have always understood their faith to challenge, to challenge, affect, and tra- transcend their worldly authorities. Their faith—it's their 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 duty is to challenge their worldly authorities. That's anti-biblical. But there's no, but there's no single view on what political implications flow from Christian faith, other than that we should fear God, honor the King. There's stuff in Romans, dude. Oh my, I would be so surprised. I want to know what type of Christian this Paul Miller guy is that we should fear God and honor the King. Have you tried a different translation or something like that? It doesn't just say that in every, even I've read this, uh, this verse from Peter when I was getting like red pilled on government, uh, in late 2020, I went through like seven different, uh, versions of this, uh, of the Bible with this one verse and it just, it, oh man. I gotta get, I gotta get into a happy mood so we can talk to our callers. Uh, pay our taxes, love our neighbors, and and seek justice. It it just doesn't say anything other than that. case closed, guys. It doesn't say anything about political implications flowing from the Christian faith whatsoever, other than we should fear God, honor the King, pay our taxes, love our neighbors, and seek justice. Not one thing, guys. N- not one thing. Christian nationalism, by contrast, is a political ideology focused on the national identity of the United States. Dude, we have a Spaniard in the chat right now that was asking about Spanish Christian nationalism. This guy's a cuck, dude. This in- includes a specific understanding of American history and American governments, government that are obvious, obviously extra-biblical. An understanding that is contested by many historians and uh, political scientists. Well, I see why he didn't bring up orthodoxy or Catholicism, because they're extra biblical you know there's they they there's things that are extra biblical in the bible (laughs) um most importantly christian nationalism includes specific policy prescriptions that it claims are biblical but are at best extrapolations from biblical principles and at worst contradictory to them in closing can christians be politically engaged without being christian nationalists nationalists yeah uh Yes, American Christians in the past were exemplarily in helping establish the American experiment, and many American Christians worked to end slavery and segregations and other evils. That's his God. This is a 
a race worshiper right here. A, 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 uh, he's a, he, his God is liberalism right here. Many American Christians work to end slavery and segregation and other evils. No mention of abortion, no mention of murder, no mention of rape, adultery, you know, things, you know, actually in the Bible. You know, so this guy's this guy's all over the place because he's saying that things are extra biblical, but his priorities are out of whack as far as far as what the Bible even says about crime and law. Um, They did so because they believed Christianity required them to work for justice, but they worked to advance Christian principles, not Christian power or Christian culture. (sighs) Christian principles are Christian culture which is the key distinction between normal Christian political engagement, there's that word normal again, and Christian nationalism. Normal Christian political engagement is humble, loving, and sacrificial. Thank you, thank you, Jesus, for pointing this out. Jesus D. Miller. It rejects the idea that Christians are entitled to primacy of place in the pub- public square or that Christians have a presumptive right to continue their historical predominance in American culture. Today, Christians should seek to love their neighbors by pursuing justice in the public square. What are you, a deacon or some shit? Uh, By pursuing justice in the public square, including by working. It's just like this guy's speaking as an authority. That's the reason I'm kind of mocking him. It's like, I'm not saying that, he's saying a lot of this stuff is, is, is real. We should be humble. We're called to be humble. We're, you know, in pursuing justice is, is Christian. Okay, including, um, there it is, he buried it, including by working against abortion. So earlier he's saying, you know, ending slavery, segregation, other eagles, uh, evils. At the end, the last sentence of the entire article, including by working against abortion, promoting religious liberty, fostering racial justice, protecting the rule of law, and honoring constitutional processes. This, that agenda is different from promoting Christian culture, Western heritage, or Anglo-Protestant values. That was a terrible article. Wow. I'm impressed. I'm impressed by that one. So we're going to start the Zoom call now. I'm going to address some of these chats, then we'll get uh, get some of you guys in here. So yeah, like I said, it's uh it's not on camera. So, you know, if you want to call in, you no need to enable your camera or whatever. I'll just be I'll just be audio only. If you want to call in on Discord, that's fine too. You got to be in the server though, and we're not open to new people. So, see what you guys are saying. <laughs> Trad Dad, welcome. Trad says that's the idealism that made America so great until the 19th, 20th century when the money changers brought, brought, uh, bought the rights to all government. Yeah. Non-denomination Unitarian. Yeah, for sure. What's up? Uh, Stop the Cap Kid 20. I don't get what you mean. Christian nationalism failed. Example, Hagia Sophia. Why don't you expand upon that? Um, I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. Major says, submit to authority unless they prevent you from worshiping God. Is there? Yeah, I mean, I say that the, I say that the uh, Capitol was a riot. Yeah, I, I say that. I mean, it's a little, I mean, no, we were, we were talking about it earlier. It was in the article. Yeah. The word insurrection is just retarded. It's been a century of subjugation, says Trad. Yep. 
Jess says uh, some parts of it were violent, but a riot implies uh, – I'm working backwards, so maybe I should go in order. But riot implies violent was the goal, and I don't think it was or had the definable goal. I, got, I agree with that. I mean, a riot can pop off without a goal. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like, I'll play ball with it being a riot. But, like, you know, they can start all of, this, all of a sudden. And also it's like when you're talking about tens of thousands of people being somewhere, it's like, you know, how many people can uh, – need to participate in something for it to be that one thing. It, it depends on what your definition of is is. Bill Clinton, great man. Huh. Trad says, to see Christian nationalism rise before my demise would warm my heart. Me too, friend. Might be wrong, says, that's why I believe in Ultima Scriptura, not Sola. Yeah, we're going to talk about that when you come on, for sure. Um... Major says he's talking about uh, he's talking like the Pope saying only authority only authority is allowed to read the Bible. Was that ever a thing or was that I don't think that was a thing. I just thought that people couldn't read. They didn't know how to read. I don't know that know that much about the early papacy or whatever. Yeah, but that's not I mean, that's a good I mean, I don't know. So you're saying uh, you're saying Hagia Sophia was the Christian capital Constantinople, Rome. I mean, but why does that mean Christian nationalism failed? Because that because a na- nation's end. You know, that's that's not a good argument. That doesn't mean anything about it ending. That would be like Christian globalism. Might be wrong. Says the papacy was not happy with the printing press. Ha. Huh. Um. Yeah, that's imperialism. Yeah, we're not talking. That's not nationalism. Let's get some of these cats in here. Wow, we got a lot of people. So. I don't know. You guys want to all get in on the at the same time? Make sure uh, you know. I'll ask you after the call's over to like plug your stuff and things like that. But maybe we should we'll, we'll get it in order. I'll get Sean in here. We'll talk for a couple like a minute or two. Then we'll. This is the first time we've had like four people on a call. This is fun. Let's get Shawnee Boy on in here. Sean B Planet entering the building. Let's see see what the deal is. A little round table going on. So we got might be wrong Jessica Green and. Uh, Sean V. Planet entering in a second. Huh. Okay. Let's see what's happening with Sean. Yo. Hello, hello. Hello, caller. How are you doing? <laughs> what's up, dog? You hear me? Yeah, I hear, I hear you. Okay, perfect. Clear. You got it? Yeah. So Sean, How's it going? Sean V. Planet in the house. Everyone give him a follow at Sean V. Planet over there on YouTube, Instagram, and, of course, not Sean V. Planet, his producer, his fan base over there on Twitter. Good live fan club. It's fan, fan club, club, not me. Yeah, so Sean was on the program a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, I mean, we're, what I was going to do is uh, get a couple thoughts from you, and then we'll bring, uh, like, a couple callers on in a second to, like, you know, have, a, like, a round table or whatever. But um, Yeah, I like so, that. I like that concept. Cool. All right, so um, what uh, what's your thoughts on what we've been uh, – general thoughts on what we've been covering so far yeah man i mean i can't agree with you enough on pretty much all your points um that idea i mean you did a good job explaining what christianity is and what nationalism is but it's also i think valid questions to ask like what christianity and what nation like what nation yes right um and you know the guy just in the chat kind of talking about hagia sophia falling or whatever i mean look at the orthodox church in russia during soviet takeover right 
And I mean, compare and contrast that, like they could be Christian nationalists who love their country or love their nation. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, they love Russia. They love their denomination, their church and their nation, but they're not really for <laughs> communism, right. atheist communists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so even like Christian nationalists can like give pushback to their governments or their country, however you want to frame that. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, it's like kind of yeah, like I the, just agree with you. It's like the bi- biblical like like notion of like submit. I mean, it's like speech and disagreement is not uh, like uh, speech and disagreement. And you, you can still do what the government says. But if you push back like like, dude, people just are so uh, blinded by, by like the idea of violence. They think like if you speak against something, if you say this shouldn't happen. Therefore, I'm going to get violent and overthrow the government. They like go straight to that place. Yeah. Like, dude, like, you know, we are called to obey our authorities and uh, like governmental authorities are ordained, ordained by God. But you're definitely right about like which, you know, which Christianity, which nation. And that's why you know, I, I am an American. You're an American. So it's like, but, you know, like, I just think well, in the battle like, itself, when you're talking about violence or fight, you know, people yeah. say we need to fight back. Fight I mean, back. it's a yeah. spiritual battle, right? I mean, yeah. that's the difference between some physical, earthly, you know, dueling it out with swords or guns or whatever, and actually fighting off, you know, evil satanic forces spiritually. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you have to kind of define what your violence, quote unquote, violence is, you know, yeah. Yeah, or that's, your yeah, what your fight is. Yeah, I mean, and I, I see, like, you know. I do agree with you that it is a spiritual battle, but at some point it has to manifest itself physically. I mean, other than if you were to literally just pray all day, you know, like, like if like to me, the only purely spiritual thing that one can do is pray. Like, like even reading the Bible, you're reading something and you have to like implement that. That's what I was saying about my identity where it's like, even though my identity is with Christ, like I have worldly identities that aren't in conflict with Christ. So, you know, it's going to like, I've like, I feel like you have to implement the spiritual battle in physical ways at some point, even that means just like working hard, telling the truth and starting a family. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I was trying to look at, I can't find it, but uh, I think it was major victory. made a good comment in the, you know, in the chat, the text chat about, um, you know, you submit to your government until it crosses the line of, um, disobedience to God. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, like you can't worship or like, but I mean, I think it's and the a, book of Daniel is a good example of that, yeah, right? Like, yeah. you know, you Daniel was book. conquered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Daniel's the man, dude. <laughs> um, but he was conquered, taken prisoner. I mean, if he was a quote unquote Christian nationalist, he's now in Babylon, <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, but, and like, that's a good example to follow. Like, what did he do? He still submitted to his government, but he still obeyed God's laws first and foremost above everything else. And I mean, you can maybe called him a Christian nationalist, quote unquote, because he wanted his government back. He wanted his nation back. And eventually that happened. Right. At least for a temporary time. Right. But, yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, like your my point about, about the nation is that it precedes the government. So it's like even if we get conquered, we're Americans. I mean, I guess like right. the, we're in a little bit weird of a spot. Uh, um, I'll, I'll give this final thought that I'm going to get Jessica Green on in here and we can chat about because I want you, you guys yep. like I want you to mention this like Orthodox Russian Orthodox thing because she's Orthodox. Um, uh, but like, you know, Daniel was a like Hebrew part of like the Hebrew nation. And I don't know what tribe he was from, but he was part of the Hebrew nation even after they got conquered before they got conquered. Right. And yeah. it's like, like the Hebrew, if you think about it, like Moses technically set up a government, 
right? He was given laws and he set up a government. But the tribes of Israel were there prior to that, and they were just under subjugation from the from the Egyptians. So it's like if you look at what history is, even in the in the Bible, it's like very evident that the nation or the people is there prior to the government. Like in all like in all cases, like no no new ethnos was started by a government that like no what new ethnos was started the day on like J- July fourth, seventeen seventy six. Like that's retarded, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, do you do you agree with that? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, they were exiled in Babylon, but they were still Israelites yeah. or Judeans or whatever the phrase was at that time. Yeah. Um, and I think that the doesn't Jews. change. I mean, if, if America gets conquered by China or whatever, yeah. you know, whether or not exactly. we already have been, <laughs> yeah. um, oh. you know, you can still be like a Christian nationalist, like an American. Yeah. But you might not be a part of the U.S. government, which might right. not exist. Yeah, more, the, these you know? like government cucks, dude. Like, yeah, they're yeah. like all the, that's what they worship. Yeah, so let's get uh, Jessica Green on in here. Um, so let's yeah. see what happens. Um, yeah, so we have four people on this call in a second, which is Bubba based. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Jessica, you're uh, yeah, your camera's not on. Uh, Jessica, you hear me? Oh, hi. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. You're on air with, hey. uh, with Sean V. Planet. What's up, y'all? Hey, Sean. Um, I think it's only hey. fair to mention you guys uh, had said I was Orthodox. I should mention that I am only a catechumen. Sorry. I am not, yeah, um, you're not fully allowed to Orthodox. Say it. Yeah, you're not allowed to say it yet. Yeah, I, I understand. Oh, no. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not based. Uh, right. Not yet. Not yeah. yet. Actually, in maybe a year or so. You're going to be uh, purged to the, um, the Mount Athos Peninsula. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be guarding the gate to keep all the women away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, we covered this on the stream the other day, but like, so in that island, female animals aren't even allowed. Yeah. Um, they have to import all of their milk and eggs as a result, but the cats are kind of turned, they turn a blind eye to the cats because oh. they are so numerous okay. um, on the island. But other than that, no female um, animals are allowed. The only woman on the island is the Theotokos, the Virgin Mary. Wow. That's, uh, that's, that's Real quick question. Yeah. Whose job is it to go and like check the gender? <laughs> so there, ha- there have been occasions. Like, is someone going and picking up cats behind and like inspecting them and saying like, yes or no. Right. And then if so- it's a woman, what do they do? They like, Throw in the ocean? <laughs> no, no. So with the with the cats, they do kind of turn a blind eye because the cats are so numerous on the island. They kind of just like look over that one <laughs> um, because it would involve them literally going around all the time, gathering up cats and throwing them into the ocean, which is quite a horrible thing. So. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So uh, before we, we're going to get might be wrong in here a second, but I wanted to give Jessica a couple minutes, like just, you know, what's your thoughts? You know, you, you said a lot of, you know, but everyone that's going to be on the call, it was given some you know, pretty good takes in there in the live chat and stuff, but like, what's your general thoughts on what we've covered so far, Christian nationalism, you know, like like the the article I just read, as well as you know my my article. Yeah, I mean, I think that it, some of the articles made good and interesting points, but they were kind of couched in this like love of state, yeah. where that's different than authority. And oh, uh, are we, Sean? You still there? I'm here. Okay, Jessica. Jessica. You- Jessica, it's gone. What happened. No, <laughs> mid thought. All right. Yeah, we'll wait a couple minutes. I might boot her and get her back Boo. in here. Boo. Uh, yeah, because it was like mid, like, ah, like really good take. But you the know, gravy was being laid. It was being laid. Come on. Let me DM her over there on, uh, on Twitter and dang it. 
Um, so, like, are, Sean, are you a nationalist? Would you say you are? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's – I would definitely say I'm a nationalist, but, I mean, every day I grow more and more untrusting of our current government mm-hmm. and our system of governance. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we talked about it when I was on your stream a few weeks ago. Like, I'm just drifting more towards monarchy by the day. Right. Um, yeah. I just see some kind of, quote, unquote, authoritarian rule kind of needs to be set up whatever yeah. that may be, whatever the best system is. I'm not sitting here saying like, I'm, <laughs> I'm so smart. I'm going to implement it. Or me and my friends are going to do Sean, it. Yeah. Make it happen. I'm just like, yeah, I just think that's the smartest thing. Right. I kind of mentioned in the chat too. I think like just a constitutional monarchy seems yeah. to be the tried and true best, like well-tested um, form of government. It seems right. to be the longest lasting, the one that results in the most peace, yeah. the most like civil um, prosperity and so that that was what I was saying though about uh, and I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm just saying that like the the nationalism thing is more of like a cultural stance rather than even a government stance because I mean shit, Thailand's a nation. They got a king. You know, there there are nations yeah. that have uh there are nations that have monarchies. And so it's like how we're going to divide up political power is not even a comment on nationalism not really even a comment on that. I mean, it's it you know, you can be a nation and have uh, you can have, you can have a communist nation. You know, and as long as long as like, but it's like what that group of people agrees on is the the uh, system of government, not not what yeah. the people is. So I, that's what I think the dude in the um, the Christianity Today um, article got right. He, he's like he is describing like a people group, but then he goes straight to like government cucking. I'm like, bro, you lost me. Well, see, and then I. I mean, we even might disagree on this because, like, I've met people when I lived in San Diego that, like, I would consider Americans, even though they do speak Spanish and even though they, you know, they have legal documents, but they were born in other countries and they come here. Like, I'm talking about people I knew were actually, like, legal, you know, and they weren't born in America or maybe their parents weren't, but they're now in America. I would see them as Americans because they are like, we love this country. We escaped hell. We love where we are now. We did it the right way. We yeah. want to be a part of this. We want our children and our ancestors, you know, our, our offspring for generations to come to be a part of this country. I would see that person as an American, you yeah, know, part I, of our nation. Yeah, I mean, I, I, see, that's where it's like the, the guy does have a, a good point where he talks about, like, the borders and let me get to this language. Yeah, like the borders and the cultural barriers are blurred. I mean, I do concede that for sure. I mean, I'm not like a like a racial nationalist per se, but I do acknowledge that there's an element of ethnos inside of, of nationalism where it's like, like there is a percentage of people that could be like, I would, I would say the people you're talking about are certainly citizens of the United States, but like, you know, it to me, like I've done like a lot of streams on nationalism. Now, like the, the operative question, the important question here is, is America special? Like, because what you're talking about, if you're saying that, like, people are allowed in, like, solely on values, then you're talking about, like, four or five countries in the history of the world that operated on, like, solely a civic basis. Where my, it's my view that it's like a pie chart, where there is, like, a blood element, there is a religious, there's a language, um, and if you don't, like, dare I say, check enough of those boxes, then... You're not like in the nation, but that doesn't mean that you should be treated badly. It's just more like a definitional thing rather than a I want them to like 
be catapulted over the wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So well, they're, I mean, you know, and they're, they're, I probably, yeah, like, I probably like them more than soy boys that are part of the American nation. <laughs> like I would yeah, say, yeah. I would say that I like them more. Yeah. Like that's how I would yeah. say that rather than they're just like, they are Americans. Cause it's like, if I like subscribe to like a hundred percent of Japanese values, I wear a kimono and like start an anime show. Am I Japanese? If I move there, like, no. Like, you know, and so that's why it's like the, the important thing is, is America special? And will there be another country like this ever? Because it's failing right now. And it's kind of like, it, you know, if the American experiment fails, it does. Did we win? It's clear to me that that America is not winning the definition of nation right now. Right. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Obviously, it's a giant mess because we have to do all of this, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's like, yeah. So, I mean, I like just, I'm just kind of thinking out loud, but it's like, I, I would just say I like those those Mexicans more than, than like. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I just see it more as like, it is, I don't see it necessarily as blood, but I actually, you know, it's hard to refute that argument. Yeah, it's very but hard. The way yeah, I was trying yeah. to just explain it is like, you know, we won't say specific friends or whatever, but let's just say someone like you moves to Japan mm. and you authentically, genuinely are like, I do want to become Japanese. Mm. Like, I do want to have children here. I do want to like buy land, invest in this place, be buried here and have my children live here. I would say you're joining the nation. Mm. I don't see they that being like not. actually like... They, they would probably not. wouldn't. They would but be I like, would, like, no, I would. round die, round die, you must adore. <laughs> no. This is a magic dirt theory. Some, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. So but I just, yeah. in my opinion of like nationalism, like I do think you could join it. I don't necessarily think it has to be inherited, mm. but I understand the argument. It's like, yeah. it's tough to refute the argument that it almost has to be inherited as well. Cause I do understand that point too. And I think I just kind of lean towards yeah. the idea that you could, not that just anyone who moves to Japan is like, I'm Japanese now. I'm in the nation <laughs> just because I'm here. And I said so, you know, I don't see that. But I think it would really have to be like, are you genuinely trying to invest in it and be a part of it going forward in the future? And yeah. pass yourself like into like passing your life and into your children's lives and their children's lives. Yeah, I mean, like, but my my point, like, who would make who would make that decision? The people that made that decision would be the Japanese nation. So at the end of the day, I would because I'm American. You would just yeah, you would just like grill up some bacon, come in with your AK-45, gunshot, gunshot. Yeah, your your Gatling gun. All right, so um, so Jessica Green's back in the building. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. I'm so sorry about that. There's a storm rolling through right now, so my net is really spotty. I am so sorry. The devil is real, y'all. You're in mid, yeah, you're mid like starting a base take or something like that. So yeah, let's just start over. Yeah. What was your Hopefully. thought on, uh, thoughts on, uh, a non-base take from Jessica? Come on. That doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. What were your thoughts on the, the two articles we went through? Yeah. So I, I do think a lot of people conflate the idea that, um, authority and state are synonymous and they are not. Um, there are quite a number of laws that exist without a state to enforce them. They're enforced socially, they're enforced within the family, even social clubs and golf clubs have rules and regulations, you know what I'm saying? So it's not as though a state is necessary for those things. Um, What I think that people get confused with is they don't want there to be a libertine lawless society and think that without the civil authorities that there will be. Um, 
you know, as far as America goes, this is um, a majority Christian nation. And I think a lot of the freedom that we set up for others to exist, something I had said in the chat before, but I'll go ahead and repeat it, which is that um, the value of tolerance is to allow these other religions and other types of cultures to exist within our borders. It means we don't kill you for being non-Christian. But that also is not an invitation to supplant Christianity with secular values. And that is um, what has been what people have used the freedom of religion, what people have used it to accomplish. And so there are a lot of ways that sort of that experiment is the, the fruit being born from it is not um, good fruit. Mm. So there are other ways that we can perhaps have a Christian culture and society in a more decentralized manner in which um, the morals and the laws of Christian people are enforced socially and not through the government. Mm. Yeah. If that I mean, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, like, I, I mean, there's a lot, you know, there's always a line because, you know, you have to inf- like enforce, you know, stuff that are just like, dare I say, like universal laws. I mean, they're codified in the Bible, but it's also like murder, you know, th- you know, right. things like that. I mean, you know, those are Christian values, but they're also like universal wrongs across all, all cultures and things like that. Where would your line, like, let's take things, I mean, we can just kind of like go through the Ten Commandments and like, you know, either you guys can weigh in on this, but specifically for for Jessica, like, you know, if you go through like murder should be enforced by some sort of legal entity. Right. Um, Like like do do you think things like bearing false witness or adultery or idolatry, things like that should be enforced by I know you're kind of more of an an anarchist or whatever. So what's your take on that? Right. So um, I actually, when I said earlier in the chat that I would prefer a king to democracy, the reason I would prefer a king to democracy is because it is much easier to unseat a bad king than it is to unseat 3000 or 300 bad kings. And that's a system we find ourselves in right now, which is um, the government has, you know, expanded into this Leviathan that even if you cut the head off, four more heads would spring up in its place. It's just impossible so, you know, I, I don't think that we should have no systems of government. I just think that if things were decentralized, each little area could be responsible for itself. And that way, if one area has a bad prince or a bad king or a regional leader, that doesn't get translated across the board to everyone living. You know, if, if we create bad uh, federal laws, the people in California are affected the same way that people in Georgia are affected. Georgia should be a kingdom unto itself and California should be a kingdom unto itself. That way, if um, California wants to degenerate into, uh, well, degeneracy and perversion, having drag queen story hour and every other kind of unspeakable wickedness, they do not get to use the tyranny of votes to enforce that on Georgia. Georgia has different values than California. We're just not the same country. So, you know, I mentioned in the chat earlier, balkanization seems to me the peaceful resolution. Otherwise, we battle violently for control of the this head of this federal government this uh, that reaches its claws into the life of everyday people. And so I'm not necessarily an anarchist. I um, think that it's a more peaceful solution than, say, being... a a democracy or, you know, even a monarchy, you know, like um, what I'm looking for is peaceful solutions where we're not necessarily driven to kill each other in order to control things. 
Right. So, so hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, that does. Yeah. So, Sean, like, what? Same question for you about like, um, you know, the the Ten Commandments. Let's just start there. I know there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in the Bible beyond the, the Ten Commandments. But yeah. it's like it's a good place to start. I like lists. You know, like what do you see? Like the government has as having like any role enforcing the the non obvious ones. You know, like you know, like rape or murder, theft, you know, those are already kind of in stone, but like the other ones like lying, you know, um, or bearing false witness, whatever the difference is like the other 10 commandments, do you think the government should kind of do their thing there or what? Um, I mean, in a perfect world, yes, but we don't live in a perfect world. Right. Um, so there's also two, I think there's, I'm trying to think of what actually the 10 commandments are. I've been trying to memorize them, but there's at least two that you wouldn't even be able to enforce because they're, like subjective and honoring my father and my mother. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. uh, You know, thou shall not covet. Like how could you possibly enforce those things that are just of the mind? Um, But yeah, I mean, stealing, committing, you know, committing adultery, not killing. I mean, some of that stuff you could see as extreme, but um, I don't know. You know, the idea too, of like, you know, I mean, number one, first and foremost is have no other gods before me. Mm. Um, If we truly did want a Christian nation, you know, enforced by law, like, law backed by the threat of violence, backed by a monopoly on violence, then that would be pretty aggressive. <laughs> yeah. you know, it kind of would, uh, you know, Jessica was saying earlier about like, you know, Christians d- should be tolerant, quote unquote tolerant, because like we said in the chat, that term has been kind of perverted um, in our modern culture. But if we're going to give people freedom and allow them the ability to be sinners and live in sin and not force them out of that, then that's a pretty aggressive law to try to enforce, you know, and that's number one. <laughs> I yeah. think it's most important. Obviously it's number one because it's most important as a Christian to choose to obey. But if you're talking about actually enforcing yes. it with like the strong arm of the law, I think it would be pretty, you know, unreasonable, so, I guess would be the argument. I don't I, think I'm having a, that either. Sorry to interrupt you, but I'm having a thought as you're talking about adultery specifically. Um, I don't know if you guys recall the story of the Samaritan woman at the well. Mm-hmm. And Jesus yeah. speaking to her and then her running away, just uh, exuberant, carrying the, the message of Christ down to the other Samaritans. That woman was at the well at noon because she was an adulteress. The other women would have nothing to do with her. Yeah. The women would normally go in the morning when it was cool to draw water from the well. And because she was an adulteress and because the other women wanted nothing to do with her, she was forced to go there at noon in the sweltering heat to get her water. And that's where Christ met her. So, you know, Christ was reaching out to an adulteress to have a specific, in fact, the most lengthy one-to-one conversation that Christ has with anybody in the scripture is with the Samaritan woman at the well. It was also the start of his ministry. The first person that he, you know, testified to, (laughs) told, told the gospel to was, you know, I've talked about this on one of my streams. I'm very familiar with it, but it's, you know, a foreigner, a woman, a sinner, Yeah. It's kind of the perfect storm of, you know, and just a woman in general, like at that point in time was just outrageous, you know? And it gives you, (laughs) sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it gives you a clue about Christ's character and how Christ is least based. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> the woman thing. <laughs> <laughs> it genuinely, uh, it gives you clues about his character. And if we're called to be like him, if we're called to be mini Christs, um, we're called to be like him. Um, we should take that story in recognition 
that, you know, there are going to be people outside of the fringes of society. We want to to reach out to them and we want them to repent. He didn't say uh, continue to be an adulteress. Right. Didn't say continue in your wicked ways. Yeah. You know, he he redeemed her from her sin. He didn't make her sin okay. And I think that that's a vast difference to understand. Right. I mean, yeah, as well as the adulterous woman that they the, the men wanted to stone. You know, yeah. the you know, mm-hmm. thou shalt cast the first stone. No one throws the stone. If anything, Jesus was the only one there that was able to throw the stone. He chose not to. Right. And what did he say? Go and sin no more. Yes. Right. I mean, I, uh, he didn't say, I'm going to enforce this on you <laughs> with a stone. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to physically enforce this, but I'm asking you, I'm calling you to go and sin no more. Choose yeah. me, and, choose righteousness, not obey or else. Right. And, and the people who were going to stone her brought up the law at the time. He said, this is the law. And, you know, they asked him if um, at one point, I don't know if that was during the same circumstance, but they asked him, are you here to take the law away? And he said, no, I'm here here to to fulfill the law. And that is what was done through the resurrection, the redemption of sinners. So he has been slow in his return in order to give sinners time to come to repentance. And so it's not for us to force um, it to, to, to kill them and to deny them the opportunity to repent in the first place or to force them into repentance under threat of violence. Uh, they have to come to repentance through genuine love of God. And so I think that that to me informs me about how I would want to take on things like adultery and, you know, all of the, the, lo- the m- numerous 600 various laws that the Jews had. Uh, not that they were freed from the law, not that the law didn't apply to them anymore. It was that the law was fulfilled and that um, breaking the law didn't mean that you were irredeemable, which is what it used to mean to the Jews. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just like, like just to kind of play devil's advocate and then we'll get, might be wrong in here. uh, uh, It's kind of like, it's like Jesus didn't handle anything violently or through coercion or whatever, therefore there shouldn't be laws against murder. That's like the issue I have with that. Like, I, I don't agree with that take, but I'm saying like, you know, people are, that's, this is like the Jesus was a socialist argument that, that I'm making right now, where it's so, like, we're not necessarily a socialist, but Jesus was tolerant. Like if everyone wants to be, if everyone should be like Jesus and there, and Jesus never killed anyone for creating like for, for like committing serial murder in his day. Therefore the government shouldn't do it either. And I, I, there's something that like falls apart there. I actually kind of disagree with the way that that's being framed actually, because he wasn't saying um, it's not saying don't, you know, put someone in a place where they can't continue to harm innocent people. And I think, you know, there is a reason to incarcerate people. However, I don't agree with the death penalty. Really? The reason I don't agree. Yeah. The reason wow. I don't agree with the death penalty is because it is not for us to decide that that person's life is at an end. And even the most vicious murderer can find repentance in God. Yeah. And it's, if we cut them short of their life, we deny them the opportunity to find repentance. Mm. And, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, the state often gets uh, things wrong. Um, sometimes we're executing innocent people. It's, you know, it's dicey. It's really, really dicey for men and manly and governments from man to decide who should live and who should die. Now, I don't think that means that you let a murderer continue to run around murdering because, you know, we just don't want to be mean. 
I don't think that's what <laughs> Jesus was getting at. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I got to think about that. I'm pretty pro death penalty. <laughs> um, like, you know, but like, you know, uh, this is why, uh, you know, for a lot of Christian governments that, that people got burnt at the stake is actually to get give them time to repent. <laughs> a little morbid, but that's that was actually their logic. That's not my argument. <laughs> there are many jailhouse conversions. Um, mm. And, you know, one, it used to help you get off of your sentence pretty lightly if you could convince the judge that you were a repentant Christian. But <laughs> at the same time, you have to believe that some of those ver- uh, conversions were true, and that people do learn the error of their ways and that they can um, be repented. Because if they can't, then what hope of any of us have? Because we are all sinners and there are no degrees of sin. Yeah. 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 Got to think about what, that one. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's just my mood these days. Um, might be wrong is in the house. You hear us? Yeah, um, I heard. I heard you're gonna come in hot, bro. Is my is my mic too hot right now? Turn it down. It it's turn it turn down, down a little, little. A little bit, yeah. Right, um, hold on. Just a quick thing. Uh, someone said in the chat when Jessica left that it's uh, someone said Stephen repealed the nineteenth. <laughs> <laughs> very true, good. Very good. Ba- based and true. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> might be wrong. Uh, so uh, you know, I gave the when the people entered the people being Sean and Jessica when they entered the room that a little like chance to just say your take on like Christian nationalism, what we covered prior to the, uh, to the call. But yeah, what was your thoughts on the first hour of the show? Yeah. So, I mean, one, we pretty much all agree that that guy was basically just straw manning Mm. what nationalism and what Christianity is. (laughs) It was pretty ridiculous. Nationalism more. Um, you know, for me, I don't like the word nationalism, um, but only because. <laughs> but I hate the other word that I actually think even more because of the other connotations it gives. I like statism, but not statism as it's as we would define it. But just because I think America is too big, I think any nation this large is impossible to govern in the way that we would want it to be governed. And so, like, for me, and this is where I totally agree with Stephen, is, like, my nation starts in my house. Yeah. You know, it starts in my house. It moves to my community. It moves to my church. Um, and the, the, the broader Christian community around me and just kind of expands out of that. And for me, it's like, yeah, I mean, it sounds a little bit silly, but like, I'd be fine if Florida was its own country. You know, I really would. Um, even if like just central Florida where I live, you make it even smaller. I'd be fine if we were that. And if we wanted to, which is kind of how I feel our nation was founded to begin with, if we wanted to unite for the purposes of national defense and security, I'd be fine with that. But to think that we can have this much landmass and 330 million people all agreeing on, you know, God and, and what true faith is and just how to be decent people. I mean, it's hard to get one town to agree on those things, you know. But anyway, um, so might overall, be wrong. Real, I, I thought real fast, um, man. Can, can, your blog was really good. You got you got some audio stuff going on. Like when you talk, it's like boing 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 boing. Uh, is there really? something? Yeah, it's like it's 
like I don't know. You keep going if you want, but like, after you finish, you should leave and come back and just see if that uh, if that fixes itself. Um. Yeah. Like every is time you still talk, doing it. Yeah, it's like every time you talk, it's like like sounds like some dubstep. Oh, that's intentional. <laughs> Tight, dude. Ba- ba- might be bass nectar. Duh. Uh, yeah. So anyway, just finish your little thing. What you were about to say, and then I'm gonna. Ca- no, just, I mean, yeah. Just, yeah that's basically right. that's basically all I really was thinking about. I mean, there's a plenty of thoughts on what you guys were talking about, but as far as just the article is concerned, like I, it's insane to me that anyone would be opposed to people wanting to unite around a common belief and faith like that's just seems common sense to me and that anybody would pretend that that's somehow you know hateful or bigoted or anything else is just ridiculous um yeah but I, you know, I have thoughts on some of the other stuff, but I, I can bail and come back. Yeah, and try just and bail and come back and see first. if it works. I mean, I like, I don't know what it is, but it's it's not. It sounds kind of like a like an audio effect you have on, but I don't think you have effects over there. Um, no, and I, it's doing it on your voice too right now. Really? Yeah, I sound pretty. Dang, I sound dope, dude. <laughs> All right, I'll, 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 <laughs> so just leave and come I'll, back. All right. Yeah, we'll beatbox later. That sounds sexy, bro. All right. So, my friends, I unfortunately have to leave. I have a, a live feed myself oh, at 10. Yeah, lame. so sorry, but oh. I, I had fun talking to you. That's and, cool. Um, yeah, so is it cool if I hit you up on other call-in shows? I mean, I was going to make yes. this semi-regular thing. Um, so, yeah, I will DM you. Why don't you plug your stuff, get everyone to listen to the Mad Ones and stuff? Yeah, definitely. I have a podcast called The Mad Ones. We're on uh, YouTube, Rockfin, and Odyssey. Um, also, I am doing a 100 Nights of Horror horror movie challenge. There's a group on Facebook for that where we watch 100 horror movies leading up to Halloween. So if you think you have the stomach to watch 100 really bad movies in a row, please come join us. We have a lot of fun there. And that group is on Facebook. Um, also, you can follow me on Twitter at SoupCanArchist. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed talking to you guys in the chat, and I hope to see more of you. All right. Take care. Have a nice right. night. Thanks a lot. Thanks for Bye. Calling. Bye-bye. And then there were two. All right. So, yeah, might be wrong. <laughs> we'll be back in, in a second or whatever. But, like, oh, here we go. Here is. Um, maybe we'll get some dub stuff again. Yeah, I totally agree with that point he makes where – and you were making, too, where it, uh, it definitely starts with the family, mm. right, undeniably. Yeah. And then it just goes out from there. Right. And I think it's just you as a person, where are you drawing that line at your nation? Yeah. I mean, is it your yeah. county? Is it your city block? Is it your state? Is it your country? Is it, you know, where, like, that's just kind of a debate of that, like what the nation is in and of itself. Um, that's the only thing to me that really should be debated. Other than that, it's just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, seems I mean, apparent that you're 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 going to be a part of something. So where yeah. do you draw the line? Yeah, I mean, and, that, and I that's, think that you should focus your your energy on that your garden that you're called to be in. Yeah, yeah, you're big on that. I think that's that's like self evident, like that. It's just like, and then one of the things that I was definitely what I stand by more than I than my thoughts on the nation is that the building block of society is not the individual; it's the family. And like yeah. you could say that, like just like the built, like okay, you have a if there you have is a, no individual without family. Yeah, and like if you have a chair, right? I mean, it's you could say that like the like. The building block of something to sit on is a chair, right? But like you're like, why is it not the individual leg of the stool? And like it's because if you sit on it, it goes up your butt. 
Like, uh, and, and like, and, and like, why is it not the splinter within the the uh, the leg of the chair? Why is it not the atom? It's because the, the like the, the it, it's just like the collective is like more real on a societal level than the individual because like the individual you could just like. You know, you don't have to build anything to be an individual, but it, like inherent in the definition of like the family is like you're built. You have built something at that point. Like it's not like apparent to me that the individual is like required to build anything at all. I mean, it's good if they do, but like the family, you've built something there. You know, and it's continuing. Yeah, there's a legacy left behind. It's not just the individual who will came from dust and will return to dust, and that's it. Yeah. You know, the family actually lets that legacy continue, that lineage continue. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Let me uh, – uh, I guess might be wrong. It's coming under a, a different account now. Interesting. Um, what be hmm. After might be wrong does his thing, I think we're going to take some questions from the chat because we got some yeah. good thoughts in there. Might be wrong. Can you hear me? Oh, it's way better. Yeah, it's great. Okay. You're it's weird. Phone. I'm using my phone. Cool. So, all right. So, what were you saying? Oh, geez. Well, okay. So, so long ago. So, so we'll start from the chat. I mean, like, was, what I was going to do in a second, and, and in, a, in a few minutes, I think we have Let's Be Frank coming on. Um, and uh, so, what I, I like, we can. T- why don't you I just give you the floor for a second, uh, Jeremy, to talk about like what you wanted to address from the chat, what like the discussion before, uh, and what Jessica and Sean were talking about before you got on, and then we'll just like read through the chats and have you guys like opine on them. So, what were you? You said, Jeremy, you said that you know, um, regardless of what the, the article said, you had some thoughts on other discussions we we're having. So, what were you? You said you were going to yeah, come, come in hot. So let's do it. Oh <laughs> uh, well, my come in hot thing was. Um, referring to Jesus not being the son of God. But, I mean, that was that dude in the chat. Oh, but the Muslim? Anyway. Oh, there was, yeah, there was a yeah. Muslim in the chat, yeah. He was saying Jesus was a prophet, not the son of God, which is, like, I, we get it, you're a Muslim. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we get it, you're wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's not, um, it might be. <laughs> right. So, uh, part of it, like what Sean was just saying, uh, I caught part of it um, where he was talking about like defining how far out you have to like go for it to be your nation or whatever, whatever you want to deem to be your nation. Yeah. One of the things we discussed <clears throat> another time, and um, I'm curious what Sean thinks about it is we had said um, or other others had said that if you did break up the country, balkanize the country, and you would divide it up, whether it looked like federalism or whatever it looked like, uh, you would have to put walls and not allow, or, or at least maybe not physical walls, but not allow just open borders between the states, migration between the states. What are your thoughts about that, Sean? Do you think that's true? or The premise is that you can't allow it. Yeah, that, that it wouldn't that it's work. Just not a good it idea. wouldn't work if you allowed uh, America to be open borders within itself. If you balkanized, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think that would probably be smarter, especially if it's brand new. Um, if things haven't really been settled or established within the walls, and you know, any Californian can just move to the new kingdom of Appalachia and start voting. <laughs> um, so I think that would absolutely be smart, at least at definitely the beginning. Um, and then there's just a general idea that, I mean, every empire pretty much falls because of immigration over time. 
because foreigners are allowed to come in and change the basic premise, the basic foundations of what the empire itself was or what the kingdom or whatever country government there is in existence in that place at that time. So I do think there's like validity to it. Um, is it necessary? I don't know. <laughs> right. Like that's kind of a big question or big uh, thought to explain, but I kind of agree with, yeah, that'd be very smart. If you were to balkanize America right now and you wanted to make, let's say uh, a Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, um, nation, right. Out of those three States, it would be very smart for those three States not to allow other people in at least for a long time, like for a good period of time, because that would, like you said, the problems that would arise of people, Yankees from the North coming down and telling us what to do or being a part of the, the new codes being written. <laughs> yo, yeah, yo, 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 take, take me into your nation, sense. dude. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm fucking around. I'm saying because I'm, na- I'm a Yankee that came down to Tennessee. I'm like, yo, 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 yo. Like, I'm not from here, dude. I'll fucking, yo, yeah. put a, I'll put a piece of gla- a grass in my mouth and talk with a twang and, like, learn country. If you just, like, let me into your Appalachian. Uh, please, please. Anyway, anyway, That's kind of what I was mentioning earlier, though. It's like, but, but, right. So I'm originally from Illinois. I lived in California for 10 years. Now I'm in Tennessee. I'm fully invested in Tennessee. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm here, I'm invested. I'm in Nashville right now. Even that too. I mean, I'm in Nashville right now. My plan is to go East eventually. Yes. So even that's kind of temporary ish being here in middle central Tennessee. But as long as you're truly investing in the culture, you're truly like, I mean, the thing, the vow I took is I'm not voting at least for an election cycle, if not two, Mm. because I recognize that I am an outsider and I don't want to just move to Tennessee and bring my outsider opinions and start affecting the government, you know? Um, But if I do start buying land, if I do start being an active, valuable member of my community and my church, have children establish roots here and do so with long-term plans, I think then there should be no problem with me coming here and being a part of it. But if I was also just free to just come and go as I please to any little kingdom and start voting or, changing the government there that's clearly the problem which i think is kind of what you're saying might be wrong yeah i mean in general i'm not a huge fan of democracy to begin with but if you did establish <laughs> that say that based <laughs> right so if you but if you did establish that you were going to have a democracy i think like i would be more for allowing immigration if you that generation that came couldn't vote, but it had to be passed on to the second or third generation. That literally, if you came here, you came here with the expectation that you actually, your generation would not receive government benefit. Your generation could not vote. You are literally coming here because you're investing in the future of your family. And I think that would yeah. tell you right away, hey, this is the kind of person that we would want here. Right, yeah. So I would agree with that too. I mean, I would, I would agree to those terms. I would say, yes, I don't have a right to vote, but my children do. Right. I mean, look, we, we, um, I'm sure we've all heard about like the Irish immigrants that came here as indentured servants and, and so that their children could be free. And it's like, yeah, these are the people that helped build this country with people who, who they had the appropriate view of time preference and, they they were able to sacrifice some freedom for themselves for their children and and their descendants to have it. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, I, 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 the steel I, I, man. 
the opposite point. No, what are you saying, Steve? <laughs> I was just saying that I'm like – I get what you guys are saying. Okay, like, yeah. <laughs> I have a different approach a little bit. Like, I'm already, like – considering running for local office <laughs> around here like i'm like because like, I'm, like, I'm like of course of course i am an Sheriff outsider i'm I, I am of course an outsider and i have like different opinions and stuff but they're more based so like like and i like sean i mean i would say I, if i'm a gambling man and i'll bet you a hundred dollars that i'm not that uh that if you that you are one of the more based people by where you are. So I want oh, you to vote. Yeah. I want you to run. I want you to like, like the, the, your normal, like conservative or whatever is like, they're just like, don't want to be bothered with it, but they don't like recognize that they're like kind of liberals and they're, and this tidal <laughs> wave of leftism is coming their way. So like, to me, yeah. I'm just like, uh, I yeah, think I mean, that- my, my Republican friends and uh, your neighbors in the community are very happy that the Daily Wire just moved to Nashville. Right. If that's, dude. If that's a not sign. Not good. Oh. <laughs> not good. Like, like man, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad Ben Shapiro so, is here in Nashville. <laughs> so I'm just like, dude, I, I, I welcome like I just I'm think like, that- how do I legally remove them from Nashville? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the way that you do that is you you got it like at least I, like I think that like really uh of, like voting is kind of like a psyop to make us like not run and seek political power. Like voting is gay, but running for sh- building shit and running for stuff. That's why, like, yeah, I, I think bet- sheriff is really important. Sheriff would be. Good. I was, thinking about, like, city ca- I was thinking about city council. Um, yeah, city council mayor is is good. Although in some places it's just a figurehead, um, and sheriff is definitely good. I would say that I think voting is a psyop to keep us from doing things to improve our community in general. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. True, true. I mean, just it, well, I did my duty. I put on a sticker that said I voted, and I took a selfie. <laughs> it's so gay. I mean, that's, voting that's is so gay, with, uh, dude. You know, all these Trump well, people who could have put useful, productive time and energy into like building and growing and making yep. improvements in their life, in their family, in their community, in their church. They just kind of sat there for four years going, Trump's amazing. Trump's going to save it. us. Trump's going to fix us. And now yeah. that he, Trump's not there, it's like, well, if we just reelect Trump in four years, then in four years, Trump will save us. And it's yeah. like, uh, no, guys, hey, maybe you're the hero you're waiting for. You know, yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a Trump voter, you did two hero, heroic things this last year. You voted for him, and then you bought a sticker that said, "Don't blame me. I voted for Bi- or I voted for Trump." And <laughs> you act like that is all you have to do for the next, you know, four years. And that's the whole thing, too. Like, I'm sure you've, uh, if you're not voting, I'm sure you've heard the whole sanctimonious nonsense about, well, if you didn't vote, you can't complain. That's just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> as if casting a ballot somehow earns you a bigger right to complain about the person that you lost to. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's cringe. It's that's a cringe take. Yeah, I've definitely seen uh, the boomer patient zero. That's definitely one of their takes. It's yeah. like the, one of the pillars of being like a boomer con. Um, so so yeah. Steven, uh, you were talking about, this was one of the things you were talking about. If you move to Japan, you don't become Japanese. Hmm. Um, which is true, but the reality is we're talking about a very unique situation where 
if being American was truly genetic, it would be some half Native American, half Spanish person. Like, I'm not, I don't want to go down the path of indigenous peoples of America having their claim to the land. So therefore they're the real Americans. Wow. Okay. So that's the reason why so I don't make, put a race thing on it. Okay, but you're you, no, but you're you're actually bringing up more the land than the nation. That's my point about like like you're. Are you saying the true Americans would be like some mix of indigenous indigenous Spanish? Well, I mean, based on the idea that whoever was here first. No, that's not the idea. No, 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 absolutely not. That's called magic. Okay. Dirt. That's called magic dirt theory. I'm right, saying okay. Okay, so first of all, I'm not a. Um, I would not consider myself a like racial nationalist, okay? But I would right. consider myself a bit an ethno-nationalist in that ethnos is a big part of it, okay? Now, I also think that, that it's, it's what you... <clears throat> the way you want to understand it, like what I think like true nationalism is, it's like in terms of pillars. And I'm not... I don't have my... I'm not fully decided on which of the pillar is the biggest, but I know that they're like language, religion, blood... And um, and values are all part of it. And that like val like the, the minute that you, they can if they're out of balance, it becomes really weird. That's kind of one of my points. So it's like, no, I'm not making a I'm saying the American nation is like the Anglos. It's actually like more from like the liberal perspective. It's actually a little bit more bigoted than what they even say, because it's not racial. I don't think Russians at, 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 during the 1700s are part of the American nation. Those dudes were white, okay? And I'm certainly not saying the, like what happened was the Americans were a nation and they conquered the nations of the, the indigenous. So it's not who were there at the time. The, the, now the Japanese, they conquered a bunch of people on that same island, yet they are the Japanese. Um, and even if the Japanese nation got put on ships tomorrow and they got moved to Antarctica, um, if, if it were real, uh, they would still be the Japanese because of their like lineage. Now, n would they still be the Japanese if they stopped speaking Japanese tomorrow? Like, probably not, even though they have like the pure blood. So there there goes your pure blood nationalism. Right. So it's it's complicated and slippery, but that doesn't mean there's no def definition. But I'm certainly right. not a magic dirt theorist. It's not the place that like, the country is the place. And it's not a claim of who was there first. That would mean Adam was the only nationalist. That's not true either. Like what? Like right. so? Like whoever like kill like you know? That would mean there would be even more problems. If it was it's not pure blood, but it's not pure civics. It's not pure ideas. It's not pure language. That would mean us the Ang everyone that speaks English is part of the same nation. So it's really like a pie chart approach where. You, we, can we can debate over which part – now, it's not even a debate. Different parts of the pie chart have been different across different nations, yet the, the elements of the pie chart always have been there for all nations, and the lines can be blurred like the dude in that article said – but at the end of the day, there is such a thing called the nation. There's a blood element. There's a language element. And there's a worship and a values element. And, and culture kind of – like there's traditions and customs that are sometimes shared with other nations. Yet there's a thing called the nation. And it's not that, it's not that dependent on the place where it is other than they happen to be there at the time that they start. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I mean for me at the end of the day – 
I know it frustrates a lot of people, but I define myself as a Christian over everything. And my nationality is I'm a citizen of Christ's kingdom. And then if you identify with those things with me, I have more in common with you than people that are of my race, of my gender, of my language or anything. So that's where I know that's where I have some disagreement with this because I do think that America and frankly, the kingdom of God, and I'm not equating the two. I am, but I'm not. That makes sense. (laughs) Okay. okay. This is Zion. Right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Know know that I'm not saying saying that. But hand rubbing intensifies. They they're based primarily on a faith. They're based primarily on the recognition of the one true God. And, and the fact that we got away from that as a nation is the biggest, I mean, it's the biggest contributor to our downfall. Everyone wants to say immigration, but immigration is really only a problem because much like God warned Solomon about marrying wives from other countries. We basically have been a a whore of a nation and invited all these other religions to come live here with no allegiance to the one true God. And some even hating the one true God, which is crazy if you wanted to remain with any cohesion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I, I, I completely agree with it. Like, like the, the problems did not start when we like started like, you know, race mixing <laughs> like, or like whatever. That's like what I'm, I complete, completely agree with what you just said. As far as like the, the all the problems are spiritual at the end of the day, like they're all right. moral and thus spirit spiritual. And I completely agree that I would like agree more or like identify more with people that, that, um, you know, Sean talked about it and I talked about it before you got on that. It's like, I just would say that I like those based Mexicans that are Christian more than the Americans people in the American nation that are like, hate God yet. That won't make me say that they aren't Mexicans and that these people aren't like part of the American nation. It's more like right. a, yeah. that's, that's my argument about it. it's like, I'm a nationalist because I accept what the reality of what the nation is. Not that like I would prefer, I bet you I'd prefer most, like mo- most of the people that Sean was talking about to, to the Americans, like people in the American nation of today yet, they're not American. They're maybe American citizens and they share like American civic values more, but they don't speak English. Um, they aren't like Anglo. Um, the only thing I don't like know about is like, there is like a freaking conundrum with like, with the blacks. And I'm not saying it's a problem. I'm just saying like that we did in fact bring slaves over here and they're not going back and I don't want them to, but it's like, what that's to me the the problem with American nationalism, but that's not the problem with nationalism. Like, the, yeah, so that's yeah. one of the big issues is, and you address this quite a bit. You cannot expel the people that are here. It just no. that doesn't work. But what the way that I would love things to be sorted out, I think people would expel themselves. They would voluntarily leave. I agree. If we became hardlined Christian. And I'm not saying that my issue with that on a lot of things is I don't need teetotalers. I don't need abolitionists who want to misconstrue the Bible much in the way the the Jews did with the Talmud, where 
they had the Ten Commandments, and then they decided they needed five or six hundred more laws. Uh, like, I don't need that. I need based, um, God-fearing people to demand that this is the morality that we're going to tolerate. This is not tolerate, glorify. We're going to glorify. And anything else is going to be just shamed into you not wanting to be here. And you will leave voluntarily because it's just miserable to be here. You know, and I know that's kind of like a caste system, which a whole lot of right wingers would be <laughs> and libertarians would be they're very wrong. they're wrong. Like yeah. mortified <laughs> yeah. by but Dude, like, I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean so yeah, Sean, do you have any thoughts on what we're talking about? No, I disagree. Shame. Shame. <laughs> yeah. I mean so I mean I like, agree I, and disagree, but I don't know. I'm not as um I don't know, I just don't really think about this as much in the political mind as much right. anymore. I'm I kind of like people are saying in the chat and what we're kind of talking about, what Jessica was talking about it. I just see it much more spiritual. Yep. I'm more focused on people who are spiritually seeking God and connection with him and not as worried about the physical, not as worried about like this temporary place here and now, and more worried about what they're doing and how they're going to enter into the kingdom, the eternal kingdom that awaits us after this. So, so let me so ask everything else is just, I think, fun to talk about. But like, if I'm really going to place my importance anywhere, it's kind of in that. Right. So so I have a question about that, though. Like, as far as like, it's kind of like, um, I think we might have talked about this a little bit when you're on last time. But um, like a couple like two part question, like, number one, how does that like look in your daily life? You know, like I, I, I hate to like punt it to the physical world, but you are a physical guy. I mean, like, you know, like I know like you're, you're, you're a hard worker and stuff, but like, like what is like, how does that look in your daily life? And what, um, how do you make sure you carve out a certain space? Like you're saying you're, you prioritize the, the spiritual realm. Um, how does like, how do you carve out a space for that in your brain without it manifesting in the physical world? I mean, right. It's going to have to, because right now I am in the physical world. Yeah. That is where my soul exists. in. but if you're prioritizing your soul and eternity, if you have your eyes fixated on eternity and you're constantly seeking righteous living, yes, you are in the physical, you're existing in the physical, you're interacting with the physical, but all that is temporary. And if your soul is truly focused on the eternal you're going to be seeking and entering into righteousness and righteous living. And I don't know. I mean, there's obviously the enemy is crafty (laughs) and deceptive and has many different tricks and schemes to lead you astray. But if you are just truly like seeking to be disciplined in your spiritual life, being in the word as much as possible, praying without ceasing, like silent prayer throughout your day, you're constantly thinking, you're constantly letting the Holy spirit guide you towards what's good, true, and beautiful, and just away from, you know, the opposite, what's destructive, evil, ugly, and false. Um, I mean, that's just, I think, the priority that should be taking place in your every moment, not just your every day. Um, But, right, there's that but, your life right now, here now, is physical, and you are existing in this. I mean, I can sit here and say God wants me to be you know, whatever, X, Y, or Z. But if a government backed by force says that's illegal to do that, 
you know, <laughs> there's yeah. going to be conflict. Like it's not this perfect situation where conflict is going to be avoided or situations are going to be easy. You know, we're not called to live easy, comfortable lives here. Now there's bound to be conflict and strive. Um, I might have drifted away from what the no, no, that, that makes there, perfect sense. Yeah, I, I just I, think yeah. as long as you just kind of have that, that that idea of just your eyes are fixated on eternity and not focus on the here and now, yeah. but you are here and now. Yeah. So like you can't avoid that. You can't ignore it entirely. Like you do have to deal with it. But as long as you're kind of fixating your eternal soul on eternity, I think the rest is just going to be guided. You're going to be guided in the right direction, the right places at the right time. Yeah. I. Yeah. I mean. I agree with everything you said. I just think you should run for office. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like that, that, that's Not like, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm just like, Not yeah, I get it. But like, we're here now. And like, what, so it's like my question. Yeah, man. Like, when we start our compound in East Tennessee, I, I will oh, be right there with you. You can be right. sheriff. I'll be deputy sheriff. And, I'm more uh, of a secretary <laughs> of re-education type guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll run the, I'll run the gulag. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, so it's like, what, let me ask. So, you know, all, kind of off of what, um, Sean was just saying, Jeremy, like, what do you think? And, and, you know, after Jeremy gives his, you know, his spiel, we'll kick it back to you, Sean. Like, what do you think a, a politician who has his eyes focused on a Christ's kingdom, like looks like, because they do exist. I mean, it, I don't know about right now, but they, in theory, they yeah. existed at one point where it's like there were Christian politicians that were seeking God's kingdom. Like, what does that look like to you, Jeremy? So it kind of go, does go right off of what Sean was just saying. My philosophy, and it's not mine alone, is just the gospel in everything. So everything, the decisions that I make, the things that I do, um, the gospel should be in that, in that there should be a way that I can demonstrate Christ to someone through whatever I'm doing, even if it's joking or anything, um, there should be a way to do that. And then also, um, Christ, the Holy spirit informs every decision that I make. Right. So if I was truly, and this is where if a godly man, a truly righteous man, were to win office, it would only be because of the grace of God, because the system is not set up for someone who makes decisions exclusively informed by uh, Christ and the, and a Christian uh, moral base to win any of these things. And And the bad part is, even in the community of we'll just say of faith in general, like not faith as in other faiths, but like you have Orthodox and Catholic and Protestant and all this other thing. Um, even amongst, shoot, even amongst people in my own deno- one denomination, people disagree about what certain things mean and what certain things are true. So if you are a quote unquote Christian politician you're still going to get flack from other believers that are saying, Oh, well, you decided the wrong way on this because the Bible says dot, dot, dot. And he's going to have to come back and say, I know the Bible says dot, 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 but I in context read it to mean this, the opposite of what you just said. So even if a man of faith is, has won and is operating in that way, he's still going to take massive heat from the community that he represents. Um, 
because that's just kind of the kind of people we are in general. That's our human side is, you know, we, most people can't say they might be wrong. <laughs> so they're going to just lambaste this guy, even though he might be the only, um, you know, Christ filled person in public office. Is that what you were asking me, or did a you little have a bit? Yeah, no. I mean, the gospel. And all, no, no. The gospel in all things definitely rings true, and it's like I can't. You guys are kind of saying the same thing. Where it's, it's like the pray without ceasing and have it affect your every decision, you know. And that that makes a lot of sense. And it's like we all have roles, and I I think that it's definitely like biblical. What you're saying, you're like an act of God would it would take an act of God for a Christian man to uh he better be a man to uh be in office a biblical christian biblical, for sure. and like you know but, but like god ordains all all rulers and nations and like the leaders of nations are uh, is that's ordained by god so you know i think that you know it's it's almost everything's an act of god uh i agree there, i agree yeah. there would be a line drawn between just someone that god is using to rule mm, we talked about this yep yep versus right. actually appointed by god you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the example in the Bible is right. The, the, the everyone's hero, David, right. Uh, David wasn't trying to be King, <laughs> you know, mm. God appointed him to be King. He was the rightful King. Right. And even when like the King that was in place was like trying to actively stop him and kill him, he still just was divinely given the power that he deserved, that he was built for he made and created for, um, I think that would be really, truly the only solution, but there's going to be a lot of Saul's. There's going to be a lot of Nebuchadnezzar's. There's going to be a lot of, you know, people who are put in positions of power by God, but they're not necessarily there for the righteous reasons, you know? Yeah. There's a difference between ordained and anointed. What is it? Yeah. yeah, That's a good way of putting it. what, What is it? What is it? There's a difference between something being ordained by God and them them being anointed. No, I'm saying like, like David yeah, what, was what anointed. Is that? Okay, yeah. So oh yeah yeah yeah. 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 Da- da- so David was anointed, chosen by God, anointed for the purposes of being the king. Hmm. Nothing was going to stop the fact that he was going to be the king someday because he was God's anointed, God's chosen one for that oh, role. I see. Yeah. However, there also could be someone that God just ordains someone just God calls to use for a purpose, even if it's for the purpose of just judgment against people or something like that. You know what I mean? So there's a little bit of a nuance there where God can ordain the evil for his purposes at a time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's a good point. I never thought about that. I would, I would have to, as you, as you and other people have said, would have to do like, um, was it exegetical? Is that how you say the word? Work on yeah, that, like exegetical. See, you see, like what the those because I know those both those words you are know what? in the Bible. Yeah, and I'm not and I'm not sure of the Hebrew. I'm not as good with Hebrew as I am with Greek. So, um, you'd have to look in the in the Hebrew for sure. Blue, blue letter. Bible that's what, that's where that's one of the things that I I miss hanging out with Devin Gospel Bear because mm-hmm. he is like practically fluent in hebrew so like off the cuff he was my dictionary wow that's <laughs> but, tight 
Yeah, I, I love that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I was going to do why don't everyone in the chat. I don't know, like, are, can both you guys stay for a little longer? Or you got, you know, I said like 10 to 15 minute calls and like Sean's been on for like an hour, which is no problem. <laughs> you know? Like, like I, no, I don't care at all. But like, like um, if you guys can stay longer, we can take questions for the ch- from the chat or just uh, maybe people in the chat can like um, ask a question or make a comment and like put the who you're directing at it or something like that. I can just like read the stuff. If you just put a a bunch of dot, dot, dots in the chat, I'm skipping them guys. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's become like a, like an inside joke on the channel or whatever, but um, this is interesting. I'll address this one first while, while we wait. Artist says what has to happen. This is a very good question. What has to happen for someone to change their quote nationality or can you Um, that's, um, that's a good like that's like the best question the best uh because i don't think a person can much like you can't change your family but i and i hate to punt it to like the i you know it when you see it thing but it's like the the lines between the stuff get blurred like i don't know what the day a nation ends other than when you genocide everybody which obviously i don't ever <laughs> at all um but there is a like a it's almost like uh you're driving a manual car and like there's you, you, you there's like a transition point where you shift gears and it, that can be hundreds of years. But at the end of the day, like it's, it takes them naming themselves, you know, breeding enough, adopting enough language, enough cultural pillars like laying. I'm just going to say cultural pillars rather than like listing these five things every single time. But enough things have to be adopted and enough breeding has to occur and enough power has to be. Um, has to be accrued for that to happen. But that's a good – like the, the – I'm not saying there's not like blurred lines and like a Venn diagram and places of contention and things like that, yet the nation is still a thing. That's kind of my answer, as shitty as it might be. Um, uh, I'm sure our Muslim friend would appreciate your use of the word pillars. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he got the set of There's only five of them. Bring him, bring, bring him back, set of Just Bring back the hedgehog. Okay. Right. Um, so this is for Sean. How many of the Ten Commandments can Sean name, says artist? He says, ha-ha. Oh, wow. How many or just, like, do I have to do them in order? Uh, no, um, let's start with just naming them. Do I have to put thou in front of every? Yes. No. Yeah. Um, yeah can't have best. other gods. Yep. Um can't have graven images can't kill steal commit adultery um keep the sabbath day holy um honor thy father and mother and where am i at you're missing two did i say covet can't covet you got that one okay one more can't bear false witness oh sorry one more after this and now there's some debate over this, by the way, like, like because some I don't know who's who, but like I think the um, like Catholic and Orthodox put the graven images and ha- not have any gods before you in the first commandment. And then the second one would be the one you're missing. But like there's a clear Actually, one. You're missing. A, there's a good way. Uh, Vadi Bakum. I don't know if you're familiar with him, like reformed uh, apologetics guy, pretty base black <laughs> preacher man. Be black. He summarized, you know, they, they asked, um, um, you know, they asked Jesus, what is the law? Like, what is yeah, the whole of law? Sure. And he said, it's love God and love your neighbor, yeah. which is a summary of the Ten Commandments. So I guess the first four. So he said the first four are love God. Yeah, you're, right? you're, so you're missing be, the Lord, Lord's name in vain. 
Lord's Name in Vain, yeah. So the yeah. first four are No Other Gods, No Graven Images, Lord's Name in Vain, and Sabbath Day. Mm-hmm. And then the rest are about your neighbor. So the next six are about, you know, basically like loving people who aren't God, loving yeah. those around you and, you know, being righteous to them. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of a summary of the Ten Commandments summarized perfectly by Jesus. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> was, uh, you know, sent to basically explain righteousness to the common man and, you know, summarized it perfectly for us. Yeah. You know, the um, it's it's I didn't know this until about six months ago that, you know, that both both of the great commandments are also in the the books of Moses. Like love, uh, love your neighbor as yourself is in Leviticus and um Love the love the Lord your God is is uh, is in Exodus and Deuteronomy. But I never knew that love that your neighbor as yourself was actually in was was codified prior to Jesus. Kind of interesting, right? Yeah, you guys know that, you, Jeremy. Yep. You know that? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes, well, okay. Well, I am aware. Dang it! I'm new, Sorry. guys. I'm new. Sorry. I'm new. How many? Well, the uh, thing yeah. is that Jesus. It is. It shouldn't surprise us because Jesus clearly said he did not come away to do away with the law. He came to fulfill the law. And every time Jesus defended himself against temptation or against accusation, he always went to the word of God. It is written. It is written over and over and over again. So Jesus didn't, Jesus was radical in his application, but he wasn't radical in really what he was saying. What he was saying was the word of God to begin with, because he was the word of God. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's hot stuff anyway, for sure. It's I go on tirades. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That was like <laughs> twenty seconds, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, the, this is probably an actually, since Stephen just dropped an actually on us. Um, <laughs> The, uh, the the not taking the, the name of the Lord thy God in vain. You guys probably are aware of this, but just in case there's anybody else, there is, I was always raised thinking, okay, that means you can't say, you know, oh my God or something, which yeah. I still don't because I was raised that way. So it's still one of those things where I feel like it's reverent to not say OMG and, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. But the Hebrew really does say you should not carry the name of the Lord in vain, meaning don't claim to be of God, claim to be a child of God in a way that doesn't glorify him. Yeah. And vain itself is vanity, which is like of yourself. Right. So it's, it's basically like, don't pretend to be God yourself. Don't speak for God. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is, which is basically in its very essence, it's blasphemy as we understand. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't blaspheme. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's what, that's what you were saying the other day when we brought up uh, the Brandy love thing. Cause I was like, you know, she like quoted Corinthians and Sean, you texted me about this too, (laughs) that she like, uh, that she quoted Corinthians when, uh, when person, one person was like, like, how would you call being a porn star? Like, and she's like, you know, Christ has called us in whatever we do, whatever it's a we terrible, do. You know? ter- it's terrible. You want to talk about exegetical? Yeah. That is terrible exegesis. It's just awful. Yeah, I mean, and, and, I mean, that's, and like, because first I know you hate the phrase. What's that? I mean, that's what I texted Stephen, but it's like it's just so funny because like First Corinthians summarized is basically like don't fight with each other. <laughs> and right. don't be sexually promiscuous and purity yes yep. <laughs> like if you want to put it very simply it's like hey like don't be false idols don't follow false preachers and get your uh, sex life in in check <laughs> yeah no exactly uh yeah. yeah 
that's what I was kind of saying earlier in the chat too. Like that's kind of the problem with solo scriptura is anyone can kind of um, pick and choose a verse and twist it to form whatever argument they're they're making in the moment. You know, that's kind of why you need church tradition because there's tried and true arguments that the church, whatever church it may be, has kind of worked through that stuff already and kind of can explain it entirely in its yeah. context. Right. Well, and that's, for me, it's why I pay so much close attention to uh, the first century church as much as possible. Yeah. Um, I, I, even though I enjoy, even though I enjoy uh, church tradition and writing from saints after uh, that time period, I feel like as we all can tell just from our own situation right now, how much history gets distorted it's very easy for man to distort what they think, you know, through a game of telephone down a few hundred years. But you look at that first century and how they worshiped and, uh, you know, at their ecclesiology at the time, like how, how were they called to worship God? And I think the closer we can emulate that, the better. But um, what, what else were we talking about? We were talking about something else, Stephen, and we got sidetracked. Oh, we're answering questions, but. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm, no, no, we're good. I'm actually, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm discussing something with the artist in the chat. So let me, uh, I'm, I'll address it on the oh, mic I gotcha. uh, either way. So, um, uh, so MK, the first century church is, is basically the year 33 to the year 100. So, so year 100 right. to 200 would be, uh, would be the second century. Um, what's the marker? that you're making or people make with that. Cause I would say it's the death of John, right? The last apostle. Right. Basically. No. Well, that's, so, that's, he died. That like would be 96. my opinion. My take on that would be that like, that's kind of the mile marker is like the last appointed well, apostle. And well, after that is basically the start of our church that we're in right now, not the church that was first established. It's more important to like, like to, to me, like they call after John, the apostolic fathers, whereas the era from like 33 to 96 would be called the apostles. Um, and of course people are getting, you know, there's people getting born and becoming Christians and st- people dying during the, during every year. Right. Um, but no, I would say that the, the Jesus started the church on the day of Pentecost. Like that's when like the first, like to me, yeah. like, or, or you could say like during the 40 days after he was re- resurrected, yeah, artist. If you want to jump on the call, you got the DM, dude. So if you want to get in here, great. Or we doesn't matter. If you get in the call, then uh, we'll talk to you. If not, I'll address them right now. Doesn't matter. Can, can I answer I, MK Ultra real quick? I actually, yeah, real quick. I might actually have to take off, guys. Ah, uh, okay. I'm sorry. Good. This was awesome. You, you did a good call. I mean, they've been on for a long time. I mean, yeah. So we're gonna do more of these. I'm gonna, I'm planning on doing a call in show at least once a month. So you'll you'll be you'll be on the the short list for uh you know whatever topic we do so um why don't, that, you, yeah. Yeah, why don't you plug your stuff get some get some followers over there get some clout and then we'll we'll boot you <laughs> yeah sean v planet for all my stuff i do live streams podcasts you can find all that on my channel on whatever app stuff you have youtube bit shoot all that stuff and uh yeah, i do devotional reading streams you can find the links on my channel or on youtube good news for my dudes and I write some blogs, and I haven't written one in a while, but I'm coming in hot here in the next month or two with some. Nice. Um, yeah, just Sean V. Planet for everything. At Sean V. Planet and all the things. Cool, bro. All right, yeah, everyone check and out his work it, and uh, give uh, the fan club a follow over there on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, this guy, this guy <laughs> does great work, so please check him out. 
All right, man. Thank you again, Steven. All right. Keep crushing, brother. Thank you, bro. Keep crushing. See you around. Peace. Uh, Let me address some of this stuff. Uh, uh, So let me just read your original comment. Like I said in the chat, uh, yeah, we're going to be done in about 20 minutes. So if you want to hop on artists, cool. Um, So uh, it's an interesting point, though. Artist says, could the title Christian nationalist be uh, be seen as taking the name in vain? If If you're doing it. Oh, I misunderstood. If you're doing it to be edge then I think absolutely yes. I missed that part. I thought you meant uh, like if you're taking the title to the edge of the argument. Yeah, like, yeah, dude, if you're like being at Christ, if you're using Christ's name to be edgy, then that's absolutely taking the Lord's name in vain. 100%. Yeah, I just didn't, um, I didn't get what you were saying about t- doing it to be edge. I thought you meant taking it to the edge. But yeah, like I said, it's just a descriptor of what I am. I think the nation exists nations set up governments to protect the people which is the nation and i'm a christian i think that's the best way of doing things therefore i'm a christian nationalist that that's sums up a long article in one you got something jeremy yeah so uh mk ultra was saying why stop after 100 years i can answer that real quick i'm not saying stop after 100 years i'm saying if if you want to get the closest to the truth the closer you get to Christ, the more accurate you could assume it's going to be. I'm just saying logically. I'm not even saying theologically. I'm just saying logically. The closer you get to the original message, the, the more likely you are to be true. So there's a lot of things that happened in the church over the last 2,000 years that didn't even remotely um, display what what the church looked like in the first century. So, and I mean... I. I'm not, I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to get bogged down in like what church should look like in ecclesiology and all that kind of stuff, but it was, it was addressed. So, mm. um, and then the other thing we were talking about, what does it take to become, can, you know, can you become uh, a member of that nation? Like be called by that nation. And I would say, I mean, I, I would imagine there should be a process somehow. I don't know the answer to what that process is. But because I turn, I pretty much try to turn as many things back to scripture as I can. Um, You know, you can look in Hebrews and for the Christian, they are grafted in as a child of God. So as much as people like to hate on certain terminology, if you are in Christ, you are a Jew. You are a true Jew in that you believe in God's old covenant and his promises and who he is to his people and his faithfulness. And then you believe that Jesus Christ was the fulfillment of that covenant. And therefore you you're grafted in. And so I feel like there should be, you know, if we're, if we're modeling a nation in the same way, there should be a way for you to be grafted in to this nation somehow. I just don't know the answer to how that would be. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, like, you know, but like, are you, are you just comparing like your earthly nation to your spiritual nation, or do you think I'm just contrasting? Yeah. I'm just comparing and contrasting. I'm not, I'm not trying to say, yeah, we're this. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're it's, saying. it's complicated. I hate that. That's the answer to so many things, but yeah, that's it's complicated. Fine. It's good. I like talking about it because like, cause I like, it's, it doesn't like true Christians are the, the, you know, our biblical Israel. Right. Um, right. But, yeah. but it's also like, that doesn't mean that we are no lo- longer part of like a earthly 
family. It doesn't like you don't, um, you know, you don't forgo. Like I said, my article, you don't forgo your other identities because you're grafted into a spiritual kingdom. Well, to steal man a little bit, there are some who think you do that when Jesus said that, um, you know, to love him, you would basically hate your father and mother. There are people that try to make the argument that if you're in Christ, actually you're rejecting every other identity and it's your only identity. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's more complicated than that. Yeah. That would would violate the honor of your father and mother commandment. Right. But I'm just saying if you, if, I think that's a bad exegetical reading of that passage. I think he's talking about by comparison that, you know, your love for me is so great. You're rejecting. It it appears as if you're rejecting these other ties. That's how devoted you are to Christ. Yeah. But, um, but I'm just saying there are folks who believe that it's why I struggle with a theocracy or a theonomy sometimes because there are so many differing views on how you interpret scripture. So that's where it's like, you know, there are times I have more in common with how I view the world with people that aren't even in the faith than some people that are in really wacky versions of my faith. Right. Artist, artist you in here? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hearing? Nice boomy voice. Yep. What's up dog? Oh, Hey, thanks. <laughs> hey, what's up? I, I, I wanted to, um, to go back to a question I was asking before, I'm not, I'm not sure you hit on it, but um, like the definition, I think we kind of talked about it, the definition of like the, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven as a nation in and of itself. Right. And, and is that it does that qualify as a nation? I also wanted to um, bring up, I don't know if you guys talked about it maybe before I got in just the, the kind of the nature of the creation of nations yeah. in and of themselves yeah, um, kind of like going back to like the, the tower of Babel sort of um, conversation yeah, that's and a how like, a lot yeah. of the realities of, of how a lot of the reality of the world that we live in is kind of a, um, a consequence of various mistakes uh, that have been made, right? Like we live in, in a fallen world and I think that maybe nationalism and it's cause it kind of seems like, what what we're saying is that there's like a kind of an agreement that nationalism is sort of like a ubiquitous, like unavoidable kind of state of reality yep. that, that you're saying that like, you're almost a nationalist because it's just like the, the truth of like how the world is organized, right? Like it, it, it's, it's just like we live in nations and that's kind of just like a reality yep. of how God has, um, has divided us up into people groups. Right. And so I'm not sure that like, I would, um, <laughs> like, like I, I'm not sure that I would claim the term nationalist with like pride or anything like that, because it does seem like an admission of guilt or something like that, that like it, or like ancestral kind of flaw or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, mean- it's like, it seems like something went wrong and in much the same way that the word that the term Christian does, honestly, like the term Christian is like, I've sinned, I need a savior. So I, I am a Christian and nationalist seems to be like, we are tribalist and divided. And so it's important that we belong to a national identity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say, first of all, pretty, 
pretty damn good characterization of what I'm saying. I mean, like in, in no place in my article or like at my many hours of talking about nationalism on stream, have I ever said that I like that I'm a nationalist? I mean, it's like, I like right. the truth and like, the, especially what you're saying about like, this is the, I think it's like the nature of reality. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's like a hundred percent. I even say it in my article. Did you read my article or were you here when I was reading it on air? I, I read it earlier today. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's what I said in my article. It's just in line with reality that, like, like, and it's like the the reality of like you're in a family, whether you like to be or not, and you're like part of a community, whether you like to be, even if it's a shitty community, um, it like it, even if it's a shitty nation, you're like you're in it, and I, I definitely need, I definitely want to like talk more at some point or whatever about like the founding of the nations because like super like racial type guys think that like the nations like the blacks the asians the indigenous the whites were like created prior to the the tower of babel and like and like that part is like way beyond my like pay grade Mm -hmm. or like even like i mean how do you get through that without speculating a ton like dude okay so like there's just like a bunch of nations and then a bunch of races and like when was the first black person you know like it was right it was, it was right. clearly jesus <laughs> they were but, black unto the ground right yeah, like, yeah, the... <laughs> yeah so I, I don't know but you're definitely like um hit the nail on the head with a lot of stuff you say i definitely have my like quite the my my i don't know is about like the founding of of a nation it's like very complicated because mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. and also like that shift point between it being one or the other and like it probably takes like hundreds of years to happen um y- yet it does mm-hmm. like yet nations yeah. do exist it's almost like like you can like a nation uh, like a, a nationality can be changed but i don't know if that's something that can happen to um to an individual because it takes like almost more than a generation for a nationality to change right so it's like i i guess if if you find yourself in a place where um like you are at the the fulcrum of one of those like nationality like if if a nation is eviscerated or wiped off the earth or whatever um then maybe you would lose your nationality and be like subsumed by another nation or something like that but it's almost like you would just be like like an orphan at that point like you wouldn't take on a new nationality you would still just have you 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 would have like a dead nationality essentially but yeah like a nationality can change. I think it's actually kind of, uh, in some ways I would argue that's, that's what's happening right now in the United States is that the nationality of America, the American nationality is sort of changing. Um, I, I don't know if it's different than what it was, um, you know, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, but maybe that's, um, something to talk about as well as far as uh how how a nationality is kind of always changing unless you have very uh, strong borders we'll say mm-hmm. um that like america as the quote-unquote melting pot is destined to to crumble because it's it loses its sort of national flavor or, or whatever it was that made it what it is mm-hmm. but maybe maybe a nation like you get into this ground where like could there be a nation whose defining characteristic is the the sort of nebulous always changing Hell like no. identity it's not like you it's like it's like the, the if you talk like statistics or just like whatever like probability 
it's not on the side of that argument. Like, like I would say, like, emphatically, hell no, because there's mm-hmm. only been, like, three in history, and they're all failing right now. And before, like, the, re- the, the Enlightenment, there were, like, zero. And, they, and like, the well, only I mean, one... Is, it, is a failed nation still a nation, though? Um, th- that's a good point. I mean, like, it, it depends on in what way they failed. You know, like, if they were overrun by another nation and just, like, conquered, then they're still a nation because they had those cultural markings. But I'm saying it's like, it, it's like if you were to be like, okay, we got this family and it's defined by letting anyone in. That's just not a family on like by definition. Like the, I think what I would say that the minute you yeah. like engage in the melting pot, you've already conceded that it's not a nation. Mm, okay. Like okay. because because that's like a country or that's a state or that's a society or that's a a idea or something like that. But the minute that you're just like it's it's based solely on ideas and everything else doesn't matter. Like that, I brought up the pillars earlier. I think that also the same is true if it's just solely on race. Like any one of the pillar, if you take any one of those like cultural pillars and you say it's only this one thing, you've already conceded it's not really a nation. That's why it's such like a slippery definitional thing. Because mm-hmm. if it's just white, then that means Anglo's, Russians. Uh, Irish and Germans are all one nation, which is not true. If you say it's all Christians, then that would mean that that would be the closest thing to an actual, like the one pillar that could stand on its own. But that would like, but that's like a spiritual nation or like a spiritual, like it's called um, a kingdom in the New Testament, but it's still not quite it because there, the other pillars are so, so different between like, uh, Christian me, Christian Afri- Christian Cameroonian dude, Christian Chinese dude, uh, and Christian Brazilian guy. You know that that ain't it either. And it's and it's not language, it's not race, it's not customs, but it's like this f- different cultural pillars that have to enough have to add up. And it, and and there is an element of values too. That's why every like nat- type of nationalist, whether it be ethno nationalist, linguistic nationalist, whatever has a point but it's not quite it you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think it it makes sense most is like and i feel like we have this conversation a lot where it's it's it all comes down to kind of the definition where um and that that helps me to kind of think about it in terms of like well you can't you can't be a nation if you don't have the aspects of, of of a nation right and and like you can't just say oh we're a nation even though we don't have any of those things well it's like no well you're you're just not a nation you're something else you you're a group you might be classified by your uh, like your wanderlust or or your tolerance or something like yeah. that but it's it's not nationality at that yeah. point yeah um, and yeah. that's what's interesting about my my point in the in the article about like the extension of groups is the smallest the smallest uh, group of society being the family is the one that that is pure based like 99% on blood. I mean, you can adopt mm-hmm. and like call that person, your family, all the and things like that. And people do all the time, but the, the smallest group in society is like 99% blood. And then like the blood thing is the thing. I like, don't know. I would, I would push back on that. I, I, I would. Cause I mean like a husband and wife is like the smallest family. Right. And hopefully there's like good point. little good to point. no blood relationship there at all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> good. That's a good point. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. And then like, yeah, there's just like always, there's all like built into every one of my, I, like 
I hope it like goes eventually it just goes without saying with like all arguments. There's always like a outlier or another side of the coin um where it's like yeah, you can refute it and but like at the end of the day like that the, the they're building something once they have kids. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess they're building something when they get married, but like they've truly built once they have a kid and it's like I mm-hmm. I, I it's hard it's it's weird to say but it's almost like I don't know how to like like I'll just say it. It's like they haven't really started a family until they have kids in a weird way. So so yeah, I I, I can kind of get down with that. Like as far as like um like being fruitful and multiplying, I'm I'm totally a proponent of that. Um, sure you are. But, but so that that <laughs> kind of like <laughs> that kind of uh, brings me back, I guess, to the the first question that I asked. That I keep I keep like scooting away from, I guess, about um about the kingdom of god being a nationality um because we could talk about family in terms of of spiritual family and we could say that that would be the smallest unit of uh of you know the christian nation i don't know what what was your take on that um jeremy you want to weigh in first before i i get to that because i i i I would i I would punt it a little bit because it's it's just i kind of talked about it earlier was like the spiritual thing is a family it is a nation it is a kingdom yet it's not earthly so i guess maybe i'm being too like worldly or not secular but like i'm saying yeah but it's not a real nation but yeah what's your what i'll I'll expound more upon that when i when you're done jeremy but what's your thoughts on that yeah um so that for me this is where i feel like you know you have all these pillars that you're calling them for me America, the reason why it doesn't work is because our only pillar is that it's a melting pot, which is a garbage pillar. That's not a pillar. It's, it's, <laughs> it's doesn't, it, right. It doesn't make any sense. That's, poopy, That's dude. not That's a thing. Your poop. Right. Whereas I feel like if you had one singular pillar to hang your hat on, it's got to be an ideology for us. It would be, god but i'm just saying in general in general terms it would have to be ideology that would bind you that's how a husband and wife can come together is ideals that what they value is the same therefore they combine together hopefully if they hopefully their value is not just physical attraction that fades hopefully there's something more substantial there um but so in general ideology matters more than anything else. And so that's why for the kingdom of God, it, it is the, it would be the most valuable aspect to being a nation would be if they're a part of the kingdom of God. But at the same time, as we already talked about, like we could both be Christians. We could both call ourselves children of God and still not be the same earthly nationality. And it's probably better that way at least for the continuance of the gospel, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what are you trying to, what, what is your question specifically about that? Cause I'm, I feel like I'm not understanding the question. Um, I guess, I guess the, the question is like, can, can you, I don't know, maybe I think the question may be better phrased is like, and I might, I might've just like kind of answered it myself as we were talking about it, but it seems like the, like the Christian, um, um uh i don't know what you would call it um like 
nomenclature, I guess the, 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 the Christian aspect of Christian nationalism is, is kind of like describing a, a spiritual belonging and nationalism is kind of um, describing a a physical belonging so so they do seem kind of separate to me and i I guess i was wondering if if you can kind of marry the two so that you could have a non-physically oriented nation but but as we're talking about family and marriage and and like the smallest component of it specifically um i guess i'm i'm thinking like well you you don't even have family without god you don't you don't have marriage without god yeah um the, yeah. like right. I, I don't agree yeah. in secular marriage right so it's like right i don't think that you can have a nation without without um you can't have the physical without the spiritual you can't have the nationality without the christianity i, I think when i when i'm really thinking about you know, I agree. By, by it's, definition, it's very intertwined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, I, and, yeah, but it and, seems yeah. like the physical is reliant upon the spiritual, as opposed to the other way around. Yeah, I mean, know? I think it's but like at the end of the day, it's like like to to kind of go opposite, like opposite direction. It's like you know, I wish we could just you know, it's like you're also like I don't think you can transcend this physical either, and I think this might be because of sin. Like this might this might be because of the fall. Like, mm-hmm. and, and we're in this. Like, I was kind of what I was ta- asking Sean about is like how does like you being like praying without ceasing and be thinking of the the kingdom of heaven, what ca- comes after this all the time? How do you manifest that in the spiritual, in the physical realm? I mean, at the end of the day, we are physical, be- we're spiritual like souls and beings. But at the end of the day, you like you have to eat, you have to get up, you have to like all kinds of stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like we are like I don't think you can like marry the like let's call it the, the the kingdom of heaven and the nation like just for like for lack of a better word, you know, like you can't like transcend your physical body. And you can't transcend your nation. You can only like act as an agent of the kingdom of heaven inside of those physical things. But you can't mm. forego the physical just because there's the spiritual and vice versa as well. You can't forego. I mean, you shouldn't. I guess you could easily, more easily forego the spiritual to 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 like to pursue the 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 uh, the worldly. But that would be like living in sin. You know, so so I feel like and I you guys can disagree with this. Um, the the manifestation, the physical manifestation of placing too much um, forcing the spiritual into the physical is when you have um, the persecution of other religions, like trying to convert by force is what the that ultimately ends up in. Right. ultimately ends up in people trying to force others into morality and force it, them into religion. Yeah, and it, man, that, that doesn't yeah. work. It, 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 it what, right? what it does is like you, it always is going to manifest itself in some way in the physical realm. Like the minute that it, you it's like tyrannical. Yeah. Like you just took a, like you just said, taking the spiritual too far in the end, it manifests itself in the physical. So like my point is like, we are here and it, we are here. That's like really what my argument comes down to. It's like we are right. here in this flesh, in in a nation, in a family, speaking a language. And other than if like miracles have happened where people have trans- transcended those things, but for the vast, for the most part, they like miracles don't happen. Where like if if artists speak Swahili, other than like on the day of Pentecost and like other miracles, can they? 
like, you know, like God knows all. So like he can do miracles where we can communicate or like we, you know, we, we can mirror, like, that's kind of like what a miracle is. It's like an example of like God's power. Transcending. Yeah. It's like breaks the rules. Cause he is, he like invented for lack of a better word, physics. Um, I, right. See, I feel like I would uh, like almost push back on that a little bit just because of like just like the nature of of creation in general um, and, and like the incarnation of Christ. Like, like that is definitely um, like I see I see the incarnation of Christ as like the whole purpose of creation. Right. And that like the, the physical aspect of of all of creation, God's God seeing everything and saying it was very good. Right. Um, like I think. I, I'm hesitant, I guess, to to like say that the physical is a distraction from the spiritual, but you can't have one without the other or whatever. I, I mean, I definitely think that they're very much entwined, yeah. and that like the 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 I just think that there there are there are bad spiritual things that you can pay attention to. Uh, and there are bad physical things that you can pay attention to, but like God's blessing is in, is in both places as well. Yeah. And I think like yes, there, the miracles, like what you're talking about, where, where God's glory comes through are kind of all over the place. Like, I, I think that like the miracles of, of like, you know, we, we could talk about the kind of insanity of, uh, of like evolutionary statistics and, um, and like the probability that we are where we are and that the moon is the size it is and the sun is the size it is and that eclipses happen and all, you know, just, just the insanity of nature and all of the beauty that we get to see, even like the, the, the human eye and like the, the color spectrum that we're allowed to witness beauty through. And it's just like, it's insane. So I think that the physical is kind of like a, a I would say a necessary manifestation of the spiritual. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I think it is essential to God's nature that, that, he created the our physical existence right mm. so i don't i don't want to become like an ascetic and say like oh you have to denounce all of the physical and and become enlightened and you know ascend or no. whatever yeah no because again that's the thing so so that's where i was where i was pointing out like if you push too far extreme trying to pull the spiritual into the physical you end up being mm-hmm. tyrannical with it mm-hmm. and kind of a monster that way and then when you are like demonizing the physical you end up being, um, I'm going to invent a phrase. It's probably not that great, but like a spiritual prepper where like you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're introverted. You don't enjoy God's creation, which is insane because we're told to enjoy his creation. Mm-hmm. You're not actually being obedient to the great commission and going and making disciples. You yeah. fall into that like Jim Jones kind of category where like, it's you're all about, about- Gnosticism yeah, believes, well, and also like the heresy of originism, um, is like thinks like the yeah. all, like that's why he castrated himself. Origin did, but it's um, even even yeah. even Zionism falls into this, where these people like they're trying to bring about the end, and they they you know like the seven mountains theology. I don't know if you looked at that very much, but like they're trying to bring about the fulfillment mm-hmm. of revelation so that mm-hmm. the world will end. And it's like, Hoo-wee. okay, dude, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. That's, I'm that's out. like a huge driving force behind like a lot of like evangelical yeah, outreach so and, and evangelism yeah. because yeah. they're like, Oh, the world fruit, won't like dude. Christ won't come back until we've yeah. Reached yeah. all of the I'm unreached out. people groups. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so out on all that shit. Nah. Ted Cruz's father is actually one of those preachers. That's what he believes. 
So I'm not saying Ted Cruz believes that, but it seems interesting. Uh, but his, his father definitely believes that. And so that's the danger of the other side when it's all like reject, reject the physical, reject the physical mm-hmm. or, or may, the seven mountains is the, is the forcing the spiritual into the physical and you become tyrannical. And the other end of it is just like being avoiding society, avoiding God's blessing. Like you said, God, God did a miracle in creation and it kind of blasphemes him on a, a certain level to not enjoy his creation, you know? But mm-hmm. yeah, you kind of get into like the, the Christian hedonism realm. God is glorified by us when we are most satisfied in him kind of, kind of talk. Um, I was just going to say something to that end. Oh, I, th- like I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to like, poo poo the idea or like shoot down anybody who is like longing for um the kingdom of god right like like i think it's perfectly natural as christians to be like yeah this isn't our home and you know we're we're not um we're not exactly like um I don't know, meant for this world or whatever. Like I I completely understand like a homesickness of some Christians, like longing, longing for heaven. But I think to like, be like daily praying for the return of Christ and the apocalypse is like a little beyond the pale of that. (laughs) No, but, 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 but yeah, but what you're describing that you don't want to hate on is literally faith, right? Because like faith is mm-hmm. yeah, to be sure yeah. of what we hope for at the evidence of things unseen. Like so, without the hope of that eternal, you know, future, right? You really right. don't have faith. That's that's an ingredient in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. But sure. but any any one of these things you push too far, and you end up with not very bad consequences. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that like. <laughs> Like, like that, that the longing, I mean, I think that's like artists kind of just said the very important distinction. It's kind of like you're longing for something rather than bringing about its end. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I've always had a problem with the, like, like Jesus come one day. I mean, like I hope, I, you know, I think Jesus is coming back and I, I think that it's going to be a all right day. I think it's also going to be kind of in a way, one of the worst days ever. Cause I mean, like, it depends mm-hmm. on like the way you think about it. Um, but it's like if you just want Christ to come, just kill yourself. Like that's the quickest yeah. way to like see God, you know? Because yeah. he will judge. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not advocating for that. Obviously, I'm just right. making a point that like that. Like at yes. the end of the day, this is like kind of like Christian nihilism, and I don't think Christianity mm-hmm. is like Correct. a nihilist, a nihilistic. It can be seen that way because we're asked to be not world, worldly, um, but. Like at the end of the day, it's like the, what we're all describing right now is this like balance between the spiritual and the physical, and you can get out of balance in one way. But at the end of the day, it it at the end of the day, it will manifest itself spiritually and physically. The physical is right now, but at the end of the day, you will like Christ is coming back, and you're gonna die, and on that day, it's gonna be spiritual. You know, yeah, so it's yeah. like there's two end of the days. There's the end of the like this world and there's like the beginning of the next the end of this one's physical. Mm-hmm. And then and like the whole time we're in this one, it's physical. But then once, you know, once that day comes, that day comes, you know. Uh, well, and it's it's really interesting that you say that like that's kind of like th- that you lay out that option or I guess or that that argument. And I don't think it's a viable option, but don't do it. Don't really want to yeah. see if you want to see the kingdom of God, then like, yeah, you know, kill yourself or something. But like that, that, that is ironically, or maybe not ironically, maybe it's necessarily the, the outcome of, of 
godless moralities, right? So like the thing that I've come to when I, when I draw, um, environmentalism or, or any kind of preservationist sort of, uh, like mentality to the nth degree is like, well, the best thing that you can do for the earth is obviously just kill yourself. Facts. Like the best thing that you can do yes. for your neighbor is, is eliminate yourself from, 100%. from the problem. Right. That's why altruism and, and, is like, but without like weird. the, yeah. Oh yeah. But, but, and, and the weird thing is like, if you don't have, like, it, it just seems like completely intellectually dishonest and I haven't figured out how people can justify this to me. Yeah. I, have, I haven't found a person who can without, um, without a, uh, a metaphysical sort of respect for human life in particular, which to me doesn't come outside of Christianity and, and God's role in creation and, and us being, uh, you know, sharing in his divine nature and having um, his breath within us. Like, I, I just don't see, uh, like, I, I guess I've never really understood a, a humanist argument that says that like humans are inherently valuable. I, I just don't really understand it outside of, uh, a That's metaphysical like I, that, yeah, d- this is, divinity yeah this is what br- brought me back to christianity even when i wasn't a christian i was like look how well this system works and they like yeah. they just like non-christian worldviews like don't really deal with like the intricacies of good and evil like the counter almost like counterintuitive illogical like nature of of the secular worldview. I mean, like both of them yeah. are like a little counterintuitive or like it, things aren't what they seem with your like base level philosophical arguments. Like when you go, when you peel mm-hmm. back the onion a little bit, you realize that like humanism is anti-human, uh, yep. that there's nothing more pro-human than like than Christianity, which, you know, it, it's like, I don't know. It's hard to like unwrap it all in one, but like this, you know, like I, that's why I talk about all the time on my stream of like, we're going to kill the, the world to save humanity. That's how like right. these Satanists or whatever you call them, like these big elites, they think they're just like sacrifice everybody to save everybody. Like this right. is so retarded. Yeah. Right. Which is yeah. the opposite of the message of the gospel, which is that the God of the universe would sacrifice himself. Yes. Right. And that you would die to yourself. Yes. And all of that works for the greater good. What would and you that's got, actually yeah. salvation. What would you say it's is the, the word? What would you say is that like, cause I keep like thinking about the word like counterintuitive, but it's not really what it is. Like what, how would you give, you gave me like a one word descriptor of like, like why that isn't just like, it's like not apparent on its face. But like, it's not counterintuitive. Like, what would you guys say the word for? Like, it's not it's not ironic, but it's almost ironic. Like, what 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 is the descriptor for that? What we're talking like about inspired? Here? Maybe I don't no, know. No, I yeah. mean like yeah, it's like well, you, mean, you're talking about the reason why people can't see that. No, I'm saying that it's like it's almost like uh, irony. It's like spiritually ironic oh. that the gospel is true. Like like. Mm, like it, mm-hmm. like if it was just like uh, right. it's not obvious it's uh, yeah that that would be probably close the closest word to what i'm talking about like like if you look at like what's obvious it would be like you know we need to just protect the planet and like s- save people and like the most obvious thing is the most satanic thing like where it's like do as thou wilt whatever makes you happy oh obviously like oxy oxymoronic or yeah, something like, like something that? like that where where like the, you dig a little bit deeper and you, and you realize like the most 
obvious thing is the most retarded thing and the most yeah. like retarded thing being like like and obviously god knows my heart i'm not calling it his word retarded i'm like 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 if you think about it in like a fully secular way like the idea that like god became man and died for our sins is just retarded like you know it's like but it's true when you peel back the layers and like inner like if you if you i don't know it's i'm kind of stumbling because i can't think of the right word for it well yeah i mean no what you're talking is like about paradoxical is like, yeah that's good life to the max. paradoxical yeah, yeah i mean it's it's like god using um what is what seems foolish to yeah. shame the wise and you know it, i mean it's very much like um like a divine sort of like catch 22 or something like that it's yeah. it's it seems like that then that's why i said inspired at first because it seems like so outside of like man's typical mode of thinking that like the only way that we have gotten there is is you know for god to reach down and, and give us this gift you know so yeah, it's yeah. yeah paradoxical is a good one though. yeah so yeah. i have a i have a, a phrase that i use in, in in music classes that that like it sums it up in in more than a word but it's like the same idea that we're saying that i'm saying about philosophy is what a phrase i have in, in music which is completely true which is the person that chooses to go slowest the soonest gets fast the quickest mm. where and like so yeah. If you, so if you commit to going slow soon and just biting the bullet you're gonna actually gonna be shredding sooner than anybody that tries to go fast at first mm-hmm. so like i guess mm-hmm. counterintuitive or just like you know, yeah. paradoxical is good, oxymoron. But, but that is that is quite literally the human condition yeah. because if you look at even even Adam and Eve, the original sin that was committed was basically a time preference sin. It was mm. wanting to get there quicker. I want to be like God right now. I've been given everything but everything isn't good enough because I'm not like God. Right. And then you fast forward almost every, this was like just a few years ago and it may not be that profound to anybody else, but it was profound to me as I examined, I did an old Testament survey class. And as I worked my way through the old Testament, it's just dawning on me, every single failure of God's people, whether individually or as a nation was all time preference. It was all they refuse to have delayed gratification. They refuse to be obedient and deny themselves. And they wanted everything right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just, and that cycle just keeps repeating itself. Oh yeah. I mean, you could say that, that like, it's still that that's like the only sin or something like that. That, that just right. keeps happening. Right. Cause, <laughs> cause I mean, it's it, it, something that I heard. Um, I think, I think from like Trip Lee or something like that was was about how God God doesn't say no to our requests. He just says not yet um, because of the the fact that someday you know every tear will be wiped away and and we will be left wanting absolutely nothing. Um, sure. So it's it's you know it is just kind of a matter of timing and and control. I guess wanting to, wanting things on our own terms on our own time. I guess oh, yeah makes sense. Wow amazing hmm. that's awesome we've gotten kind of far from the that's christian great. Nationalism that's great no, i think it's a good yeah. this is a good time to kind of wrap things up um yeah i, I said it was gonna be a three-hour stream and it's been three and a half so that's good um would you guys be interested in uh being on my roster for call-in shows next time i i do it yeah, yeah. sure yeah. for sure you got a great sure voice, i gotta yeah. fix my audio issues yeah. apparently but yeah, yeah. boomer tech boomer tech yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm the oldest guy on here right now. So yeah. makes sense. You're the second, oh. you're the, you're the second youngest boomer. The, the youngest being me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So yeah, I'm happy that mine worked out. Everybody seemed like impressed dude, with my voice. Yeah, I mean, sure you gotta start a mic. podcast, dude. You gotta like, you know, what yeah. the heck, man? Yeah, I've got a nice Sennheiser mic. I got my little Scarlet Focus right over here, and I'm using a pair of cheap gas station headphones plugged <laughs> into my phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's legit. Cool. I mean, too like, much complexity. So, you, like, artists, do you have anything you like, like, ever want to promote or shill? I mean, that's the last thing we always do. Like, do you any anything that you like? want to direct I, I, people to i don't right now uh, I'll, I'll say stay tuned for the rebranding stuff i'm working on that right yes. now um yes. but yeah we're uh, yeah it's just slow going i apologize i owe you an apology steven oh, i know you wanted to it, like man. get stuff out Dude, but. yeah it's, it's, it's you know to be honest i'm i'm not doing the hard relaunch anymore i'm just gonna it's i want it to be over the next like three or four weeks but you know i i'm itching to get back on the main channel so a week from today i'm just gonna start streaming on the main channel again and we'll trot things out as soon as we can but you don't owe me apology. I mean, you got a life, and that's, I totally understand it, man. We're good. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. the grace. I, yeah. I, uh, I want to, I want to, you know, follow on my. Even though we don't have a contract, you know, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta respect the the verbal contract. I gotta be a man of my yeses and nos. So I gotta word. You gotta follow my my end of the bargain here. I'll get you. I'll get you some good stuff. I'll, yeah. I'll send you some stuff tomorrow. So even that's no problem. And definitely wanna, you know, I'm sure we'll, you know, I see in the chat like almost every day. But yeah, definitely wanna uh, do the thing in person. So you're welcome here at the Dumpstead anytime. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, well, we're gonna make a trip. I think yeah. in September or something. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah, sweet man. All right. So the artist, I don't know, nothing to shill, but I'm sure that he'll say to follow Christ. I'll agree with that. You know, that's yes. always like, what you yeah, show, show for yeah. Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Cool, Repent bro. and believe be baptized. Yeah. Steven, we got to baptize you by the way. I know I need to get baptized. That's hey, sure. okay. Yeah. I don't want to devolve, but listen, <laughs> speaking of the first century church and speaking of baptism, you don't have to get baptized into a particular denomination. My friend, mm. just get baptized. Mm. I, I'm sorry for anybody that disagrees with me, but I, my Bible proves you wrong. Mm. So <laughs> get baptized. It don't have to be in a specific one particular church. Anyway, whatever. Some yeah, people I'm, hate with, I'm with that, Jeremy but... on this. I, I, I'll bring some water with me. We'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> you commanded my friend. Get it done. Uh, I'll think about it. I'll, I'm listening. I'll, I, I got to just got to do my own discernment process, but um, uh, Jeremy, where can we find you online? Tell the people how to, where to follow you and stuff. Yeah, One of the best so follows on Instagram, by the way, definitely I, do follow might be wrong. I, I did a, a huge reband, rebranding process about, I don't know, like six months or a year ago and then have done nothing since. <laughs> so don't be like me. Yo, um, yo, do you still use my song that I made for you? I have it, dude. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's, All right. it's in the files. It's All there. Right. It's ready to go. I haven't done a single stream since I had Steven write me intro music. I got artwork done. I did a whole, I designed an intro graphic and stuff. And then I haven't done a single stream. Mm. I'm going to do one. Uh, I, will, I will do one. I'm probably going to do some sports stuff just cool. because it's, it's no pressure. I can, I can just do it and not, not have to worry about it. Um, but so I, I would say just follow me on Instagram. It's uh might underscore B E underscore wrong on Instagram. Follow me on there. Um, I'm boring on Twitter and uh, not, I'm not spicy cause it's my personal account. Yeah. And, 
<laughs> you you can tell the difference, right? <laughs> I, can, I can. I bite my tongue on there for sure. Yeah. And then YouTube, just whenever I get stuff going on YouTube, I'll I'll drop it like in the Discord server or whatever. So cool. Whenever that happens. All right. Well, but no, this is good, yeah. man. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was awesome for, talking to you guys. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, sure, I'll yeah. I'll send you guys. You know, I'm gonna do call and show. You know, once a month, it'll be a long long show at night like this. So next, feel free to suggest topics anytime. And uh, thank you guys for coming on. Absolutely. All right. Peace Hi, out, bro. everybody. All right. Amazing. All right, guys. Uh, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> So I'm going to throw on this music right now. Thank you guys so, so much for listening tonight. Thank you for the callers, Jessica Green, uh, Sean V. Planet, the artist, and Might Be Wrong. We're going to do a you know, call-in show in about a month. I'll pick the top or whatever. It'll probably be centered around one of my articles every time because I'm a narcissist like that. You guys understand. You guys know this streamer life, and if not, I'll tell you guys about it. 10 a.m. tomorrow, uh, thank you to Secretary of Production, uh, Woofy Productions, for uploading the podcast and things like that. Um, I think the Brandy Love segment was gonna, is going to be uh, the conservative Values is going to be the, the podcast that comes out before this one. So if you're hearing the sound of my voice on the podcast, you will have already listened to the thing I'm talking about right now, which is kind of weird. Kind of weird talking to people from the future or whatever. I don't know. Just one man and his thoughts. Thank you guys for following my Substack. I'm going to uh, throw this in the uh, the chat one more time. So um, if you guys want to, uh, yeah, follow my Substack. I'm going to do one article a week. You know, that's that's a good. It takes me about this one took me about two hours and it was pretty bad. I got to go back and like edit this one. So yeah, so I, I, eventually I'll put stuff. You know behind the paywall that would be a couple years down the road i need fans guys you know you guys are great but um i need more of you hit the share button tell a friend uh this was a stream on christian nationalism i stand by my i'd be sticking to my story i'd be sticking to my story as a christian nationalist because i'd be in line with reality peace out love you all god bless call me ignorance later